Hey, it's Jimmy and Chandler. And I'm Stephen Wall. So if you enjoy my antics on Kind of Movie Critics, then boy, do I have some great news. Chandler and I have a podcast called Act 3. We give the latest in film news, and we talk about movies, TV, pop culture. We break our topics down into three acts every week. Just like a movie. That's right, Chandler. It's somewhat informative and occasionally funny. <laughs> That's pretty high praise. Um, I was talking about myself. Oh, of course. You can find us on act3podcast.com and wherever fine podcasts are available. Enjoy the show. Please be advised, the The Kind of Movie Critics podcast may contain spoilers. This includes most of the movies you're going to want to see. This shit also contains profanity, so there's that. Enjoy. Yo, yo, this is Treasy. Hey, hey, this is Gory. It's Martin Mel, man. It's your man Chandler. And I'm Young Leezy. And we are the Kind of Movie Critics, man. We are, uh, you know what we do, man. Another episode of Kind of Movie Critics. We're here to give you the unproductive conversations about film for your procrastination purposes. I actually wrote that in a little script, but I didn't read it for a That's really cute, man. That's kind of cool, right? It's a nice little tagline, right? It's really cute. So anyway, shut the fuck up, man. (laughs) You shut the fuck up. Don't get me started on your Braille shirt. Yo, listen, it's seersucker. For those of y'all who need context, um, Corey is wearing a button-up Camel shirt. Yeah, I'm, trying, I'm trying to look at it, but I keep losing you against the background. <laughs> I, have a, I have a button up camouflage seersucker shirt. He got a ribbed shirt on, dog. This <laughs> <laughs> got the text of a ribbed condom. And it's for your pleasure. Yeah. And, uh, Pause. <laughs> our friend Marcus brought it to our attention and then uh, Treasy proceeded to say that his shirt had something to say in, in Braille. Yeah. So, facts. That's why they cussed each other out. Yeah. Jesse's not here. Uh, per usual, I think, <laughs> I think the, the listeners are probably like, yeah, okay. Uh, also, last time I saw him, I barely spoke to him at all, only to find out that he included some very embarrassing footage of me in a certain behind-the-scenes documentary. Did he? Did he put that out? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he sent it to... Yeah. I, I don't know if it's published. I haven't watched it all yet. It's like 20 minutes long. I yeah, watched it's like, about three minutes of it and saw the embarrassing footage and had to turn it off. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, it's you like, that self-conscious, Shirley? It's like I ruined the slate. Long. I ruined the slate. I pro... I played a role along with two other gentlemen at this table in okay. ruining a slate on a on a real production. Oh yeah, you fucked up. That was you. It wasn't me. I did look. You did not aptly communicate to me that you had handed me a permanent marker. Well, this guy, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. You. Oh, me? No, no, no. I bring the supplies to Corey. Well, I don't. I can tell him all the information I know, which is here's the stuff. Here's the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> was it and a drug deal? <laughs> so, fun fact is that we did a production recently. Yes, and a dope production. I was in charge of the slate. <laughs> well, usually slates, you're given a um, dry erase. Dry erase. You're talking marker. like 99 times out of 100. Yeah, 99.9 <laughs> of the time, you are handed a dry erase marker. This is facts. I was handed a permanent marker. Yes, yes, you were. And I proceeded to use said marker on the slate. Wait, 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 wait. When you opened it, it didn't smell like a permanent marker? All markers smell. Here's the, the thing you got to know about Corey. No, they you don't. have to be specific about everything. Okay. Corey has no context to read between the lines. For like, I've been like, oh, this is a Sharpie. I shouldn't write with this. Yeah. So I was given a slate, I was given a marker. And so I brought I, you tape later. Yeah, like a couple me minutes later, later. But I didn't understand what the tape was for. Really. I didn't know either. I actually was literally puzzled. <laughs> by the only why. person who did understand is seated God. at the head of this table right now. <laughs> the Godfather. Jesus. Who knew that I shouldn't be writing on a slate with permanent marker. Yeah, that's why I told Chandler to get the tape. 
But yeah. he just didn't know what the tape was for. And yet because he didn't how am I supposed to intuit that? You're supposed to ask, Chandler. Okay, I'm sorry. You got to ask. So for context, we shot a short film titled Julio, and Chandler PA'd on it, and Corey AD'd on it, and... That's where the mix-up happened. And you effed up on it, basically. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect. That, that perfect. is kind of funny. But, um, yeah, man, anyhow, uh, oh, 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 while, while y'all are listening to this conversation, I, we're going to do these at the beginning. Grab your phone, go to Instagram or Facebook and follow us at Kinda Movie Critics. You can do it and not stop the podcast. That's a fun fact there. Kinda K I N D A Movie Critics and on Twitter at Kinda Movie Crits. Um, eventful, eventful week, right? It's been an eventful week uh-huh. in film. Um, I'm assuming everybody heard about Tyler Perry Studios. Yeah. I did. I did. That, that's a that's a good thing. That motherfucker's huge great thing. too. It's huge. First of all, did you see Ava's post? Ava no. DuVernay's post. She said, I don't follow her. Oh, you don't? Why not? Oh, interesting. I shrug my shoulders. Y'all can't see. Okay. You just really hurt about a, a wrinkle in time. It's like still a very fresh wound for you. Mm, I'm not hurt about it. I'm just not impressed. Well, but I, but we've been over this like 20 times. I, I liked her latest work. We'll see what she does next. Right. But I would think just because of, you know, just being a, a woman of color in Hollywood and having. You know, now see that's not fair. I see what you. I'm gonna stand up for Leezy here. That's not fair. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> You're I'm not, pigeonholing her <laughs> in a liberal hole, which <laughs> I have a feeling is gonna come liberal back later. Or, liberal or feminist? Both. Mm, interesting. But a feminist wants equality. So but you threw in. P- I can woman equally of color like her or well. not like her. I don't ooh, have her having a ooh curveball. What Nolan Ryan curveball? I'm just saying. What I just said. Yeah, yeah, it's curveball. I mean. I follow who I follow. Nah. I'm sending vibes your way. Thank I think you. we got to ally up on this. Yeah, we definitely do. This is about okay. to be a dumbass conversation. <laughs> yeah. I already know. So, just, just to know. So, that's good. <laughs> wow, that was actually good timing. That was real good timing. <laughs> so, Ava DuVernay posted, she said, fun fact. The studio lots of Disney, Warner Brothers, Paramount, Fox, and Sony could fit inside a Tyler Perry studio lot at the same time, and there would still be 60 acres to spare. That's big, dog. Cool. I, I feel okay. like everybody has been saying the same thing and, and, and echoing the sentiment of, like, they're like, artistically... I don't know if I rock with him, right? But they're like, but this is a big ass deal, so good on him. Like nobody's been able to do that before, and that's fucking great, right? I want to see what he does with it. Is the thing. I mean, like he's done a lot of great stuff in Atlanta, and a lot of uh, opportunities have opened in a place that a film industry didn't really exist like twenty years ago. So, right. But if it's all like you know divorce court, which is something that he has a large hand in, or like you know more like house of pain and stuff, yeah. I didn't know that. That's produced at uh, his John. So yeah, uh-huh. I don't know, man. But I think like okay. it, it's a you know they can contract space from each other, sure. Different studios, and because they have that tax break there, like it's something that he can um, be outsourced for. It's it's just a very smart move. Yeah, it's really dope. But weren't like a lot of filmmakers like trying to get away from Atlanta because of the abortion law, something like. I that. know at one point it was looking that way. That yeah, it, it might go yeah. that way, but that just kind of. I sure, think it was more, maybe, of, a, more of a threat, but they're gonna want to spend their money right. with somebody black. Yeah. yeah, and Tyler Perry might have spent some money, some PR money, to sweep that one under the rug. Do you think this is finally how we get that Alex Cross sequel that we've been wanting for I, so long? The, the one with Idris oh, yeah. Elba or Chewie Ejiofor in it. That one. Oh, there's there's one for real. No, I'm saying like that's the one I want. I don't oh, ever want. want another one. I was so upset. 
I'm still mad. Yeah, I, was I don't know if you know this, Chandler. I don't know if you joined after I expressed. I'm still pissed about that. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> I'll um, take Don Cheadle. Just not this motherfucker again. It's crazy that anybody ever thought that was a good idea and that enough people thought for long enough that it was a good idea to where it actually was made and released. It, From what I understand, it made pass it was, a lot of desks. Yeah, it did. It a lot did. of people desks. signed that, it, that contract. Yeah. But I think, I think it was supposed to go to Idris Elba and, and he was booked and they just were like, we can't wait. And I'm like, why, why can't you wait? Like, <laughs> yeah. you should definitely fucking wait. You should wait. Yeah, because I've just, Alex Cross is a hot commodity. Yeah. Like, Apparently, oh my God. Maybe something we don't know. I think I think it's more that just like previously existing IPs are a big thing, a hot property. (laughs) They were like, "Well, we got one." I mean, (laughs) wow. Um, But yeah, three hundred and thirty acres, twelve sound stages. Obviously, it's the biggest movie studio that is out there. I I really love the fact that he named it after prominent uh, black figures in Hollywood. Uh, Twelve sound stages: Cicely Tyson, Sidney Poitier. Should I keep going? I'm gonna tell you what. I was shocked to see Spike Lee. I, I said I the same too. thing. I was yeah. like, yo, Spike showed up like after all that back and forth they used to have. But yeah. I, I appreciate that though. Yeah. Cause like, I don't know. We stick together when it's important. Yeah, man. And and I mean, how could you not show up? He names a soundstage after you. you not know what only I mean? that, like, I'm sure he called him and was like, yo. Also, like, that's a space that's probably, you know, that Spike will have access to that can only propel him further than right. he's, you know, already been. Yeah. So. I, I always felt like that if they if if he drove the boat artistically and you know in 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 underneath the Tyler umbrella i feel like that could be something you know what i mean i mean this is not to say he's going to produce films under i mean he, pro- he probably will i'm I sure would. there's a venture there i would yeah i would too but yeah that's what i'm waiting for spike lee uh spike lee directed um property under I could uh, see. I can see Tyler putting his like lot all the way in the back, so you got to drive. <laughs> you got to drive like sixty acres or hundred acres, forty acres. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's at the fortieth acre. I, that would yeah. be dope if he was. Yeah, that'd be kind of sweet. I texted Spike, by the way. Just, I just wanted to throw that in there. Oh my god, did he respond? Yeah, oh hey, he Tracy, I think you you dropped this, buddy. This name right here. Yeah, I dropped. Oh no, yeah, I dropped it pretty hard too. It's all over yeah. the floor. It's all over That's the floor. So cute. Yeah, he, he always texts back. Little relationship. Well, for the most <laughs> so part. So do you feel you guys 80%. feel like it'll be a lot harder to criticize Tyler Perry movies now? No. 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 <laughs> criticize the Not at all. shit out of them. They're going to well, be scrutinized I mean, like, even more now. I mean, black artists like criticizing him. Like, I don't actors, think that's going to stop. Yeah. Stop. I, I see what you're saying. It, I, it I think it has a potential. Stuff, though, to me, at least. Like, I, I don't see as many people like doing that. He's not made as much stuff, though, lately. I like think, he's kind of slow. He got. He still be I having like Madu Two was like pretty every year. recent, wasn't it? Boo Two and Madea Halloween before last. and the death of Madea or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, so yeah. here's the thing, though. Like, I think that we all feel the same way. We can separate a person from their art. Tyler Perry, the person, seems like really fucking dope. Right. And Tyler Perry's art, it's like it's not great. He's yeah. good in Gone Girl. I'll give him that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like him in Gone Girl. I threw my shoe at the TV at Star Trek. So. Right. I mean, I think, but yeah, it's exactly that. Doing good things for the culture, like, that's great. But like, and if you're still about, making bad movies, there's still bad movies. But yeah. but what's the what's the more important thing? He is he's feeding all these people. Like, people are eating. Because, sure. And he's making the opportunity for them to yeah. eat. So. I think, it's, yeah, and honestly, I think it's less about him making more properties. And hopefully it turns into him 
commissioning more properties right. and bringing you know independent film. That's my that's going to be my gauge is like how many burgeoning or or unknown filmmakers is he going to bring to the table? And he's not just commissioning the Ava DuVernay's or the you know the uh, Lee Daniels. Yeah, Lee Daniels. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's just not feeding into the people that are already part of the system, um, that's how I'm going to judge it. Basically, you know, because. Uh, that's what that's what they're selling here creating new opportunities creating new opportunities um so you kind of got to reach down to the grindstone and um create new opportunities but, but that's on brand for him he's always done that so i don't see why he would stop now except no. for the girl that put up that that uh what's that called that billboard the billboard yeah oh yeah. shoot yeah, yeah i forgot about that he, he's but, but see mind. i don't think he's really i haven't really seen him I, talent yes talent he seems to always be you know positioning and getting and hiring and bringing to the light new talent but new filmmakers no I'm, i haven't seen that from him he hasn't produced a property that's had like an independent filmmaker attached that i know of martin are you lee are daniels you? but that, oh, he did yeah. he did precious N- no lee daniels had already had uh whatchamacallit before then the the, the holly Hunts- berry one the huntsman or whatever he, i don't know what holly berry movie you're talking the, about the, um make me feel good Monsters, <laughs> Monsters Ball. Ball. There you go. Yeah, that's Lee Daniels. Is it? Yeah, Lee Daniels oh, is already a thing before Tyler Perry. I know he was I, the 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 Woodsman or whatever. I know it's his. All of his movies make me really fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So he was already a thing before Tyler Perry. Yeah, but that's the thing. He hasn't really burgeoned anybody new. Um, and Lizzie will let me know if I'm using that word right or wrong. Um, you are using it incorrectly. Incorrectly. <laughs> Fuck! I thought I was gonna slide it past. All right, um, but at, so at the red carpet event for the um, premiere of his studio. Oh, shout out to Tyler Perry if I haven't said it. So uh, at on the red carpet event, there was uh, someone who talked to Sam Jackson about Marty Scorsese's uh, mm-hmm. comment about the MCU. So Marty versus the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. um, where he basically said that. Uh, he feels like the films are like theme parks. Yeah, he said they're like real they're not real cinema. They're the closest thing he can compare them to is theme parks. It's theme parks. So yeah. you you're you're an MCU enthusiast. I'm right? very passionate about like genre filmmaking in general, and okay. especially superhero films. Okay. I uh, I feel like he's allowed to feel that way. Of course. Okay. I'm not trying to silence anybody. Right. Uh, silence uh, Martin Scorsese movie <laughs> from uh, 2017. Um. That said, I mean, it feels a lot like an old man complaining about the way things used to be and how they're different now. Right. Because I think if you take any 30 or 40 year chunk of like film history out of the last hundred years that we've been doing this, mm-hmm. things have tra- changed drastically. Mm. So I don't see how exactly you can be objective and say that things are getting worse. I think they're just changing. How do we know if it's worse? We don't know what ends up happening. I mean, look at where we're at right now in terms of access to uh, independently produced content with with streaming companies and uh, studios like A24, Annapurna, even Sony Pictures Classics putting out a lot of stuff from people that we've never even heard of. Right. Um streaming services allowing a lot of that content to to gain traction. So like I just don't I'm not, I'm not with it. And also like on the topic of superhero movies, there is no uh no metric by which superhero movies are less legitimate forms of storytelling than the stuff that Martin Scorsese is doing. Also, he is a genre filmmaker. I mean, bro is making like mafia movies for a long time. He was in the pocket. So it, it kind of reeks of BS to me, but 
I do think he's allowed to feel that way. I would like to have a sit down conversation with him and like elaborate like, hey, you know, there's maybe you're just a little out of touch. I see. I took it less as him being out of touch and more about him just being a fucking snob. It's very, oh, it's very snobby. I'm trying to be charitable. It was a snobby thing to say more than, because I feel like a young person could say the same thing. Like, like, oh, what you're doing is cute, but it's not art. Like, I hear young people say that all the time. And I I think it's super snobby. I mean, (laughs) there's so many like hot uh, indie filmmakers who have gone to Marvel and like made solid films over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think if he, if he had said something along the lines of it's not art, I could have been like, okay. But it's, to say it's not cinema to me is completely inaccurate. Like <laughs> because it is, uh, it is like anything that plays in a movie theater, <laughs> right. anything that really has the that you call a film, yeah. is cinema. Well, but you know, you know that's like, that you know that's what he meant. I don't think I didn't take it like he meant it's not a movie. What, I think it's like a void of emotion. He or, he specifically he specifically said like it's not. Treasy. It's not about like emotional stories about characters, but I would challenge that. I mean, like, Black have you seen? Fuck. Yeah, have you have you seen like Avengers Endgame, which is like you would. I don't want to go, Tony. Well, I don't want to go, that's, Tony. That's Infinity well, he, War, but he, sure. He, yeah. he started off by saying I tried and I couldn't watch it. So. Avengers Endgame is like totally a character based drama. Yeah. It's a three hour long character based drama. You might say in the tradition of a Martin Scorsese epic from the late 80s, early 90s. Ooh, so, like, good point. let me get out of here with that. Good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, he started, he did a quarry in the fact that he started off by saying he never seen one and then proceeded to diss the <laughs> shit out of it. That's totally quarry right there. I think right that's there. really not accurate. I think um, that's really slander. Well, this, is, this is episode <laughs> 48, uh, and I'm sure that there is proof within that pudding. Um, if we go through, all, just so just be careful because there's listeners that will fact check you and then and then you know deal with you accordingly. So I just want to make sure that you use words you. like if and maybe. Can we talk about uh, what Chandler was talking about and not me? <laughs> yeah, um, we could do that. I, did you see what James Gunn said about it? I really liked what James Gunn said. Yeah, he was basically like, I grew up inspired by Martin Scorsese's movies and I'm really hurt by the fact that he won't even watch mine now. Well, it was yeah. deeper than that. He said it used that to piss me off stuff. that people protested against um the uh oh, the, last Christ, temptation. The, the last temptation yes. of Christ that Without hadn't seen it, it. Yeah. and he was like and now you're kind of doing the same thing to yeah. this pro- these He deleted that, that tweet of. which I'm like bro leave that up yeah there. that was to me <laughs> that was very that was me. very tasteful that was very tasteful martin i know you got some opinions on this maybe um, mcu enthusiast it, i don't agree with him but i kind of see like how he could come to that point like i could see him being like this isn't anything like fellini or this isn't anything like the peers that i came up with yeah like he not him not being able to be able to find a like correct com- comparison and then be honest i mean a lot of marvel movies are kind of formulaic, even mm-hmm. in even in not like the forty minutes of in at the end of action, or just like the idea of like we're gonna take a character and throw a genre on it and make a movie. Like that was pretty much all of Phase One, Phase Two. Right. So in a sense, I could see what he's saying, where it's not necessarily completely original, mm-hmm. and he might not see that as cinema. Or he might not see that as art. I don't agree with him, but I see kind of where he's coming from. I can see how he could think that. I mean, but for me, like, I remember Roger Ebert, once he went, before he died, he said uh, video games aren't art. And I remember being really mad about that and mm-hmm. wanting to debate him. It was like a huge thing in the video game world. And later on, I was like, why do I care about his opinion? Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't play yeah. video games at yeah. all. Right. So, I mean, I just let him have that. Of course, he's a 
he's a um he looks at art like he criticizes art or he looks at movies it's like he could do he did that his whole life so i could respect his opinion and at the same time disagree right not really care i have to like talk about it for real so i kind of just let scorsese have his opinion gotcha okay. yeah I'm with you. Old man got his opinion. I wonder what Scorsese would say, though. I mean, you triggered me when you said, like, Phase 2 Marvel was, like, taking a character and throwing a genre on it and making a movie. And that's very similar to a movie that Scorsese was involved in, the early development of, that we're talking about on this show today. Ooh. I mean, he was credited as a producer when they started, and then he dipped out. He had other stuff going his on. His influence is all over this. I mean, shit. it's yeah. like it's a pseudo remake yeah. of his movies. Yeah, two of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, two of them shits. So yeah, well, I guess it's a perfect way to segue into that then uh, to the movie of the episode, which is the uh, acclaimed film Joker that I happen to really, really love. And not a, not critically, the critics all hate it. No, the it's not like a seventy it, yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. That's it's pretty solid. It's it's. I'm, I haven't I, seen any article that says critics hate. So Must I, I remind have, you of uh, the eight minute standing ovation at Venice where yes. it won the Golden Lion? Yeah, Leasing. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I, I I hear I hear more backlash from the consumers. Really? Yeah. I this is a very polarizing film. I'm either hearing like this shit was awesome or this shit was kind of trash. Like I'm not really hearing it's okay. But maybe there's some of you guys that feel I've that way. I've heard nothing here. but positive. So, I haven't seen one post online. I haven't seen one article. That no, I definitely even, saw what Avon oh, said. Even so alleviated our, to the the fact that it would be negative. Our homie Avon from high school. Oh, what shout out to Avon. Chuck. What shout out to Chuck. Avon. Okay, listen. Yeah. He was the first person that I and I did not listen, mm-hmm. Chuck. I'm speaking to you right now, bro. Because <laughs> you know he's listening. I did not expect you to have that f- bullshit opinion. I didn't even about see about Joker, bro. Because me and you, dog, you know we be having the same taste of movies on the low. So I'm very disappointed in you, bro. I'm very, and I hope you're in a place where other people can hear me chastising <laughs> you right now. Let me pull up what he said, man, because I couldn't believe He's this pulling shit. Pulling out the receipts. Shout Whoa. out to the Hampton homie. You, you see Whoa. him? You see him? You see him? <laughs> he put the little trash can emoji. Basura <laughs> emoji, bro. Like, listen. He said, because you got access to it right now. Go ahead and read what he said. He said, Joker movie, trash can. Like, it's literally the it's white guy. Trash. It's the white guy who's like outlined. He didn't even take the time to make. I can't even this. describe it to people who's not looking. It's, it's like when you cross the street, you oh, see the, 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 the universal trash can sign. The universal trash can sign. <laughs> like, that's what he posted. Yeah. Wow, Avon, yeah. you trash. Joker movie, wild trash. The little trash jump. Um, and he said, take out all the Bruce Wayne garbage, and it's just a lesser Taxi Driver remake. And then he put the little mm. black dude mm. shrug. It's actually not a Taxi Driver remake, but that's, yeah. that's, that's cute. That is the one thing I think I will admit, jumping ahead. I do think that the Bruce Wayne stuff didn't need to be in the movie. I like it. Is I like kinda, the Thomas Wayne stuff. I didn't. I, I like the Thomas I like Wayne stuff. Part. Yeah. I felt like you could have left the Bruce Wayne out. How many times have we done the crime alley? Yeah, shit, the yeah. crime out with the pearls. But How I mean, many times? I was literally mad every at time. It, but I said if you you didn't have to put it in. There. Yeah. So we'll get to that later because I have questions yeah. about that scene. Actually, I, that is the scene I would have kept. I'll I go ahead and answer your question now. Uh, Bruce Wayne. What happens in the comics is later on he actually like becomes a superhero called Batman. Oh, <laughs> thank yeah. you. And well, we've seen his parents murdered a solid seventeen. Times. Yeah. But and you remember that movie from '97 with George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell? 
Was that yeah. the year you were born? Batman and Robin. No, I was born in 94. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did not watch that one. Oh, it's yeah. you're missing out. No, it's good. really good. Even fucking Snyder put the fucking scene in the movie. <laughs> Which, and, and now <laughs> like, this is better than the version that he did. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sick of like every time I'm like, all right, here's the same scene it's again. It's like Spider-Man. Yeah, he got bit by a spider. Yeah, but at least the latest Spider-Man, which is the third one, they were like, okay, I think we don't need to do this anymore. Yeah, but everyone else before that was like, oh, he's going to get bit again. Well, there was only two times before yeah, that. Yeah, I know. But still, still. <laughs> There's been like 10 of these Batman Batman, yeah. Batman is many, 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 Batman, many, many, yeah, we get it. Your mom was murdered. <laughs> like, we get it. Uh, but hey, do you remember, necklace. though, that her pearls got but, yeah. her pearls <laughs> so, popped? Am I the only one that appreciated it? And I appreciate it because, because, all right, so the... In the original, well, I don't want to talk about Michael it yet, Keaton. but go ahead. Well, we're where, already where on we it. Start? We're, we're spoiling the entire Joker movie. If you don't know, if you didn't listen to the beginning, we spoil the shit out of every fucking thing. So if you don't want to hear a bunch of spoilers, it's in the first time. I mean, but we're talking about the end of the movie at the beginning of the podcast. No, this is not the, but this is not no. the most important thing in the movie. It's Everybody not. knows Fair how bad I have, mad. I have no structure for this episode. So this is a free for all. I'm just letting you guys know. What's your question? So my, well, my thing is, is that I really appreciated it because. In the Michael Keaton Batman's, obviously they show Jack Nicholson being that the one that kills. That was my question. Oh. I wanted to know if that was Jack in the mask. What? Jack From Nicholson in the mask? Is... Well, Jack's, Jack Nicholson's character is called Jack. It's, okay, yeah. gotcha. Um, go ahead. From what I've read, this movie has no connection to any comic books or any previous other material. That's not really true. I agree with you, but at the same time... Also, I believe in the comic books, and Martin can probably back this up, the Joker's origin has been not told ever. No, it's been uh, told multiple times. It was yeah, told like later. Or it's so. been told multiple times in like a, every time is different. Yeah. yeah. So like the film is expecting you to not give a shit about any of the other films. Like, yes, I remember Jack Nicholson. He shot the band. He got dipped in the ass. Well, and that was a departure then because it's traditionally Joe Chill. Isn't that the name of the guy who kills Batman's parents most of the time? Is that Mr. Freeze, Joe Chill? No, Joe Chill is just just the guy who kills Batman's parents. That's it. He's his own dude. That's a cool ass name. In Batman Begins, it was. It's Joe Chill. It was Joe Chill, right? It wasn't the Joker. Jack Napier is a made up thing for the the Burton movie where they they did a different Joker. So I guess the point is, is that. Every film of every iteration has kind of just done whatever the hell they want. It sounds the films, like. yeah, yeah. I, the films. I'm, just, I'm just curious if that's like a wink and a nod to that movie. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't call it a wink and a nod, but at the same time, that's how Batman's parents have died every and time. Every time yeah. they've been killed by someone. So, so, I, so my interpretation of the scene was that, like, because I, I looked at this completely independent, even though I understood this was Joker. And, yeah. you know, once you start talking about Thomas Wayne, Bruce Wayne, we're in that world. But I, I, I watched this objectively independently and just knowing in the Michael Keaton Batman, because I, I, I don't really pay attention to comic book movies as much as you guys do. But knowing that, yeah, like, um, Jack Nicholson, Jack killed his parents in that one. I looked at this as more symbolic, like he didn't kill him, per se. The actions caused set it in motion so he killed the joker killed them i like that about it i mean because i don't like that in the burton movie that the joker killed batman's parents i don't like that that's the first time that ever happened in the story and it felt too like tidy right to me so i think it's better in this movie that he's not directly responsible that said it's kind of like this movie has nothing to do with 
comic book stuff and then it is like oh hey see that's yeah. why i felt like i felt like the the bruce wayne scene was a little comic booky forced yeah so that's why i feel like it didn't you mean meet... the scene at the gate or the, the very gate, the okay gate. i felt that, like that one i think that we could have done without i think we could yeah. have just seen him in the alley with his parents and it would have been fine mm. i think that would have been like oh nice little sprinkle like the the gate scene was a little like yo we don't need this. First of all, uh, why the fuck it. is he way out there by his goddamn self I'm, anyway? Yeah. Uh, other comic book things that happen in this, uh, from The Killing Joke, which is a famous arc written by Alan Moore. That's like the Joker starts out as a, a bad stand-up comedian. Um, that's right from the comics. Also, I, it might be from a Frank Miller thing. Maybe The Dark Knight Returns, but uh, Joker goes on a talk show and kills a bunch of people. So like, there's yeah. stuff pulled from the comics in this movie. This is not a movie that's totally divorced I, I from agree it. With right. you. It's not completely independent. But but it is an interesting amalgamation of that stuff. And Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Right. Yeah. Oh, very much, yeah, very much. <laughs> above all else. The both of them. Um, so where do we start, man? Where do we start in this conversation? How do we want to attack this thing? Well, I think with some of the, uh, as far as like consumers, their feedback on it, it, it was never really going to be successful like all around in that regard because like people think it's a comic book movie and it really isn't at all. Right. Like people see Joke and they immediately think that. It's kind of like with Drive, like a lot of people thought that would be like a, a street racing movie and it wasn't at all. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people thought this marketing was going to be like a comic book movie and it wasn't. Yeah. And a lot of people are like Oh, so that's, their, that's their disappointment? Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So. I, I never felt any of the market. I always I, felt the marketing sold that this was not going to be a typical psychological thriller. Yeah, me too. But I mean, you're you're right. I mean, people get really blinded by the fact that it's a it's a comic book. It's a comic book character. Right. I see a lot of stuff from like DC Comics fanboys on Instagram, which is like I'm just let you know that's not a sector of fandom you want to get into. Uh, that's I was about to say all five of them. They're no, oh, there's they're plentiful. Yeah. Okay. They're very. They tend to sway uh, politically right. Okay. Uh, very socially conservative as well. Um, and they love Joker. They love it. That in is ways, interesting. In ways that have made me uncomfortable. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes. That's and very interesting. On top of my own feelings about the film, which we haven't really got into yet. Yeah, I, th I do think that there is something to dig at here in terms of like. That is right. very, that's very interesting considering like the messaging in the movie and then where the problems are. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting that they would latch on to that. Well, I think they tend to latch on to. Uh, Look what society did to this guy. It's a last boy. And I don't know if that's what the movie is trying to say, but that's what a lot of people are taking, are taking from, from it. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not just looking at like posts. I'm looking at comments and stuff too. I'm not, I don't know how large of a uh, pop portion of the population that is, but right. a lot of people are taking that from the movie. Look what happens if you treat people badly. This is what happens. Right. It kind of doesn't seem that far from you get what you effing deserve. Right, right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Let me let me ask you guys a question because maybe I missed something in this in this marketing. Do you guys did this film was it dog whistling to anybody with any mental illnesses, like handicaps or anything like that? Todd Phillips might say he's making a movie that's trying to speak to uh, the plights of the mental Ill, mentally ill in right. our society. I don't think the movie does that. I think okay. he might think that he is. Well, it just, it I don't just know about me the believe. mentally ill, but like he definitely was talking to white men. I mean, oh, well, but but there's a thing where he writes in his little notebook. The the worst part of being mentally ill is people don't or people expect like you to act like, like you're not. Yeah. yeah. 
And I think that's like the only time they really talk about it. I mean, they talk about, well, I look at it from the perspective of them saying like, the movie is saying a lot of things and it's also not saying anything. Yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> so, so from the perspective of like, he doesn't have, he's poor. So he's mm-hmm. marginalized in that way. He's yep. mentally ill. So he's marginalized in that way. He doesn't have access to healthcare. Yep. Um, because- but he had an answering machine in 1981. Thank you, Corey. I mean, <laughs> you got to be able to get, you know, hear the missed calls. Man. Maybe you yeah. got it from the pawn shop, Mr. Yeah. Judgmental. You know what you sound like? What? <laughs> You're poor, but you have Jordans. Oh, <laughs> I was just trying to be funny. Yeah, I thought that was just <laughs> bad. Bad. You know, yeah. comedic. But anyway, let's yeah. continue. <laughs> He's but fitting anyway, the Joker profile right now. <laughs> so, so then, like, the takeaway from, you know... Thomas Wayne making the comments and saying that poor people are clowns. Like if you haven't achieved what I've achieved, then you're a clown. And then it's like, okay, so now we're punching up. Like the people at the top are against us, which is why I find it very interesting that these conservative, I'm going to call them incels. Cause yeah. that's probably why they're identifying with him. These conservative incels are then like identifying with this character right. who is diametrically opposed to a figurehead, very similar to the one that they follow. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I think actually the political stuff, I can track that in this movie. Mm-hmm. The mental mental illness stuff, I don't know. I because I don't. I mean, if you are trying to figure out like what is uh, well, Arthur Fleck ailed with, he's, you know, he's ailed schizophrenic. with. No, he's just mental illness. He's yeah, schizoph- I, I, no, he's I, I schizophrenic. Would, he's no, seeing and talking I, to people who are not there. I mean, I get what you're saying. That's very technical, but what I would, do you mean? I, that's I agree. what that is. But I'm not saying that's <laughs> that. Doesn't the, mean that that's the only thing exactly. that he has. But so he I definitely has that. Like specifically, they're calling out that particular I diagnosis. Don't choose to put a, an official title to what he has. On yeah, there. because he has so many other things going on that you can have more than illness. one diagnosis. And that, like when you I talk know, but to Captain people, serious. Who I'm not trying to tell what he has in the movie. <laughs> like he obviously has I think, mental illness. I think the movie like, purposefully plays it vague, like yes. so that b- yeah. people who can identify with different aspects of he has mental PTSD illness. also, like yeah, and depression and anxiety. And, yeah, all yeah, those I mean, things. But yeah. it just, I think that it feel it comes off feeling so general. Yeah, so you you made a comment earlier, Lizzie, like you said, you felt like he's talking specifically to white men. I didn't feel that way, right? Like, I just I just felt like he was, I felt exactly like Chandler said, I just feel like he casted a very general net, and and she's salivating right now, guys. She's like fucking Jaws over here. I didn't say anything. The Keep fins talking. went Finish up. Your thought. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I just felt like he, he just casted like a general net. And if you're any of these things, then maybe these actions in here might justify how you're feeling. Um, That's kind of how I took it. But go for it. You have the floor. The positions of people of color in this movie are very, very interesting. And it maybe isn't something that you're paying attention to. Right. Um, He's getting beat up in the beginning by very nonspecific brown kids. Right. I took it as Hispanic just because it was in look what looked like the Bronx. That's not a race. Um, <laughs> okay, man. Whatever, man. But they're very non-specific brown kids, and then there's several black women that he has around him that are just not supporting him, that are failing him. I don't. I'm not going to say that they're doing this on purpose. Maybe it's like an unintended consequence of casting. I don't know. But okay. I feel like he is talking to white men. Okay. Maybe I think the, the may- paper boy scene I felt like was definitely like a stand-in for uh, black people being like, what is wrong with this guy? Right. And I'm using you his You think name about the woman Atlanta. on the bus and his interaction with her. Right. His, his social worker, the woman at the very end, his interaction with Zazie Beats, like, 
Right. All black women. Okay. Um, also, like him getting beat up by non-specific brown kids when he goes to work and he's like, they're animals. He doesn't say specifically race, but that's a that's a that's like coded language. Right. When he you're talking about people, just kids, though, I don't think he. That's calls the way them he animals. says it. But what I'm saying is, like, no, he doesn't say they're animals. Yeah, His coworker oh, okay. does. Oh yeah. The guy that gives him the gun. Right. Right. So I'm just kind of like, who's this is, white? Who's white? This is, and he refers to them as animals. So like, I'm like, oh, this is weird. But um, did you I, see? I, I did would, anyone see? I'm sorry to interrupt yeah, you, but this is important. Uh, American Dreamer. Did you guys see that? American That's the film that we, was shot in Norfolk. Oh no, no, yeah, no. I, okay, I so I went to see it. And uh, they had a Q and A. Yeah, this is Jim Gaffigan, shot in Norfolk, uh, directed by Derek Bort, co-written and produced by uh, Danny Forte. He did a Q and A after the screening, um, and that is a movie that kind of follows a similar trajectory to this movie. Um, and that movie directly comments on like white privilege, mm. and it's the first movie I've ever seen do it so clearly. You need to see Good Time because I'm telling you, I look at I look at American Dreamer, and it, mm-hmm. it looks the trailer of it looks like it feels like good time i i do need to where see where a, uh yeah a guy using you know his yeah. white privilege doing yeah. things that uh nobody of color could yeah. ever do never and, get away with and, that shit and it gets deeper and deeper and deeper and i and i i bring that up just to say like there are films that it is the text mm-hmm. of the film to address white privilege in this film it is not the text it's i think it, text. it is arguably subtext i it, it is i would i would agree because it except for that one scene where he's talking to his coworker, like i don't feel like there's a whole lot of like overt signaling going on there however um it's interesting that the positions that these black women are around him and then like how underprivileged he is so again like we can say people don't do things on purpose. I'd have to have that conversation. But right. a lot of times, like, I think we forgive people for being ignorant when they're really fucking not. But we'll see. I mean, but then then you look at the I don't know. I just look at the outs, the the opposite of that. Right. It's like his mother was a piece of shit. A white woman, you know, a woman. Like, yeah. The, all right, man. Like the okay. guy who gave him. A, I, I, I hear what you're saying. And I'm not saying that you're like you shouldn't pay attention to it. But I'm like. At, you are keyed what? into it and you don't have to be like you have That's, your own experience yeah okay so so the okay all right all right moving but past I, that but I, but I think it's very he is the he's a person who is severely marginalized who's severely underprivileged and who who is having I, I think I do think he's talking to white men I really do Okay. But just to position him as like, I'm a straight white man, but look at all the bad shit that's well, happening. Can I to me. ask you, what do you think he's saying to white men? I'm not exactly sure. Um, me neither. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. The movie's saying a lot and saying nothing at the same I, time. I think that this movie mostly feels like it is trying to color what Arthur Fleck, the Joker, does as appalling and upsetting, mostly. But then there are a couple moments. Where I feel like it does sort of idolize him. And try to justify it. Yes, and and I can't I can't reconcile it in my head, and that's what it that's the the main hurdle that I'm facing when trying to love this movie because I love it. Mm-hmm. I think the movie is very provocative. It's beautiful. Um, the violence is appropriately upsetting, like eighty six percent of the time. Right, and there's a couple other times where I'm like, what is the tone here? What's the take? Right. I, I agree. Uh-huh. As I'm sitting there, I'm like, what am I supposed to be learning here? Um, I, I'm catching all your messaging, but what? let's drive the point home. Um, and that fell flat for me. What I'll also say is that, like, 
I don't like how he's initially positioned as like an anti-hero. Like, do you think he is? I didn't really in, read it initially, that way. and then I f- he's like an anti. The first, the first murder is yeah. I mean, he's like the an anti. Guys are kind of douchebags, yeah, and you can you can empathize. They're with bothering him. the woman, and, and they attack you know. him. Yeah, and yes, and they physically attack him. Well, I think his so. whole the whole his whole trajectory is anti-hero. Like that, he gets, it's that's a gets, problem, Treasy. That's a problem. <laughs> well, um, I, I think, think it the, starts I, that way. I, I I don't think it ends up. Yeah, that way. I, I, well, if you're I would say, that I would it say is, the first two thirds of the movie, he is an anti-hero. Yeah, I mean, I, but I think it's purposely done that way. Like, I don't think it's like I don't think I okay. What I don't think Todd Phillips is trying to say is that like yo, killing people is the answer to all your transgressions. I don't think he's trying to. No, say No, I don't that. think he's trying to say that. I right? think that it's a way of like if you keep treating people bad, yeah. this is what happens to them. I think it's more for the people who are douchebags that like there's an answer to people who are douchebags. But who are like, the douchebags? I mean, the dude, the the fucking the the Wall Street guys who don't give a fuck about nobody but their own shit that's on the train. Like they're a symbol of something. You but know how, what I'm saying? How far like removed the, are they from the everyman who sees himself as marginalized in the same way as Arthur Fleck, but wants to put his foot on somebody else's neck because it's their fault? Like who who are who are the douchebags? Um, that, I mean, I wasn't prepared for that or question. Maybe, <laughs> that's it, a good question. Is it about? I don't know, man. Like, because like what I I love the scene after he he murders the guys in the train. Yeah, he 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 is the Joker now. Right. You know, he's it's having, empowering for him. It's empowering. So like is it is it about the misuse of power? That well, he now is empowered by something, but then it, it goes awry. Yeah. I, I, but I, how does he I, get I can there? Read that. What? But yeah. how does he gets there because he's denied his health care. He mm-hmm. wants to take his meds, he wants to be normal mm-hmm. and then but I, I think put, the movie, that's put upon him. The movie retracts itself after that because then he has that I don't remember who he's talking to, but when he's like I, I matter and people are starting to notice and that's when you're like whoa yeah hang on like he this was guy, invisible before right but, but then but of, then I think that scene is is off putting well they joke you know some a lot of in modern telling a lot of villains in comic books start like you know what they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions yeah you know like it's like you start out with these you know good intentions these things that you want to do but it's gone awry. I mean, right. he's Mr. Glass, like yeah, you can't. Right. Yeah, that's that's why I'm like, yo, why why is this so? I I just don't understand the harsh analysis of this character as opposed to like any other comic book. I don't think villain. it's this character. I think it's this presentation of yes, this character. I was gonna say it's all it's a hundred percent about tone because you watch a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie and every one of those heroes kills in the dozens every movie, right. and it's fine. And even Heath Ledger's Joker commits what would in real life be deemed acts of terror by the president. And it's fine. And he's fun because the tone of that movie is like, hey, this is a fun like crime thriller. This movie has chosen, Todd Phillips has chosen to portray this in a such a chillingly realistic way. Uh It's so plausible where this is really the mindset of somebody who would do this type of stuff. And I think that is what makes me feel... it's what's the most fascinating about the movie, and it's also what's potentially problematic. I'm not trying to say it, it's bad. So I, so I just look at it because I even I did look at this movie independently, but I also do understand this is a this is a backstory, even though it may not be a tangible backstory going forward, uh, or you know it it, it may not hold going forward. But yeah, it's this probably is probably not a, contiguous in that universe. This yeah. is a back, and and then I also look at it like you know Nolan set a bar in taking 
this comic book story and grounding it in realism. And this is like almost a, a way to up that, you know, we're always talking He's about, he, we're always talking about what makes the, why DC sucks in comparison to Marvel. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just look at the whole thing as a ploy to like, create something different for the DC, you know, for the DC universe, for the DC properties. I mean, like from that, from that perspective, yes, I can be proud of it. There are things in this movie that I, that I did enjoy. I think that the movie is beautiful. I think that the movie's acted very well. Right. It's just, what are you trying to tell me and how do I feel about that? So, so here's the thing. I feel like the movie's more problematic if it is a taxi driver, as opposed to a Joker where we have, where we have, context that this is a comic book character maybe, maybe that's you understand what so i'm saying disturbing to people is that you know if you took away bruce wayne it's he at the end of the movie he's not a super villain he's a he's a regular guy that that he's a regular that's yeah. what he is so it's confusing if you didn't call this movie the Joker, it would be about a psychopath. Yes, exactly. The, you know, it would, it be, would about, be Taxi Driver. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. And if it was Taxi Driver, then I feel like everything that you guys hate, say has so more let gravity. Let me ask you a question. So, mm-hmm. Travis Bickle, right? Yeah. What's going on with Travis? Why Tra- is Travis? Travis is? is sleepy. He has insomnia, so he decides to drive. Travis is a Vietnam vet who oh. has PTSD. Okay, but but the, the it it stems. I mean, we're how we're bought into it is I can't sleep. And Mm -hmm. I need something to do. And that's Mm -hmm. how it's masked as insomnia. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and he just, he, you know, I'm tired of the scum. He's, 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 he is George Zimmerman. No. So I, no, I'll side with you there, but he's not a hero. We're not supposed to, you you watch taxi driver. And when he kills all those dudes at the end, you're not like, yeah, get him. You're like, but, but the movie ends, but the movie ends with him on a hero tone. Yeah. But that's that he's imagining that, that come on. That's not real. That didn't really happen. That's, uh, that's a very popular, like, I guess, fan theory. I, I didn't Patrick take it like Bateman he was at the end of the Yeah, movie. I believe that he actually dies. There's a there's a shot like a god shot of the, of him laying on the floor bleeding and, out and as a police storm in yeah, and then there we is. like dissolve to the future where yeah. he's where he's, he's been meeting ri- up with 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 Beth again. Yeah, which we know she's never a, talking to him he's again. He's been written oh, a letter by like the mayor or something it's crazy. No, no, no that's it's, her father. It's the father. But like that would never happen in the reality of that movie. So that's I always read that as delusion. You're introducing me to a whole new concept. I didn't I didn't realize that. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate you, yes, sir. Yeah, it, yeah um, that, it, it's it's his hair has grown back, and like Sybil Shepherd is now fucking with him. Like, yeah, I just he was, was shot like so many times. Yeah, he, yeah, was, he shot was in the neck. Yeah, in the show, <laughs> I was like the Terminator. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just a, a vigilante man. That was just like, I don't know. He just, but I yeah, think he's this a piece movie, of shit. This movie Travis kind Bickle. of brings Joker to like, it's almost like idolizing him a little bit, and the guy, it it feels. A little icky because this is like, you know, what sucks about this is that people are going to dress up as this for Halloween. And it's like, would you dress up as the Unabomber or the Columbine killers or Sandy Hook boy? The interesting part of that is when I watched um, the Unabomber manhunt, like I found myself the way that they for the Unabomber. No, but I found not championing, but <laughs> I mean, you you understood what his I understood. understood he, he and the thing is, for. and I had this conversation over the weekend. He wasn't wrong. Yeah, he just the way he went about getting his message out was wrong. And after I saw what had been done to him, that's been confirmed. It's not a fucking conspiracy theory. Like, yeah. it made me empathize with him. And I thought like that was a very interesting choice to humanize him in yeah. the movie. Um, but I didn't walk away from it 
feeling like they were trying to tell me this when you fuck with people, this is what happened to him. It was right. just kind of like, this is how we got here. Right. And it's a true story. You know it's what I mean? And I wish that that's what this movie did. I wish that it was more clinical and just showing you the horrors of what can happen in society, which it does do that. But then the... It makes it's, you cheer for him. It's little the other moments. Movie, the, right. Manhunt it, doesn't make you cheer right. for Ted Kaczynski. It, it's this this moment, you know, every time there's a needle drop as he's walking down the hallway about to go kill somebody. It mm-hmm. feels totally strange. At the end, the slow motion of him, you know, Running having back a, and forth. a comedy move, moment in the hallway. Um, with, after he kills, uh, you know, the, the, the big guy that he works with. And there's the little person. Who can't get out of the apartment? And people were laughing so hard in my theater. It, I think it's an yeah. intentional joke, and it's yeah. after a moment of terror, of of upsetting. Like I'm cringing in my seat, and I'm, then there's this joke follow up. I'm not gonna lie, I thought much. it was pretty funny. Like it is because there's clever there's writing, no comedy. Man. Like well, I in saw the him whole doing movie. it. I yeah. saw him locking them yeah. in there, and I was like, oh fuck, this but little it, person. It is funny, but yeah. it's, I don't think it should be. It wasn't funny to me. It, it wasn't funny. funny to me. I think at it's all. an intentional joke. You don't think it, Todd Ellis is trying hilarious. to do a joke? I think, I think it was an intentional joke, but it was not funny to me. It was it was unnerving. To I me. was upset. Yeah, it by was. It. I was. I was definitely. It was unnerving and funny at the same time because <laughs> yeah, yo, I, literally the whole time I'm watching this movie, I can't take my eyes off the screen at all, and that happens. Then I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And I look around, and everybody's like laughing because we just can't believe like. You go this whole movie without any comedy, and you get there, and you, it's just like a release. I like, definitely like it. I don't. Times. But that's what I don't like about it. Like I think this movie is mostly right in being like no fun because it's really it's not very fun at all, and it shouldn't be. But that moment, that one but, struck me as. But right oh, after, shit. right after that, when I hear the like little person's voice and how scared he is, I'm like, yeah. I feel horrible for him oh, yeah. too. There's a oh, I thought he was a goner. There's a head that is smashed in. And he's trying to escape what is traumatizing him, and he just fucking can't. And and like he has to ask the person who he's deathly afraid of to help him. And I think it's interesting. Like that's great la- writing, bro. That's it's, great no, it writing, is, man. It is good writing, but like he had, he's he's no like I'm stuck here. Were harmed in making this film, yo. Like, bro. like, like uh, that's yeah. like yo. But you it's, have to. So it's interesting writing, to me that he's man. another person who has a disability. And then he's in that position right. from another person who has a mental disability. He has a physical disability. He has a mental disability, right? Right. So, uh, and he's like, oh, you are always nice to me or whatever. But it's just kind of like, you put him in a fucked up position. Oh, it was just, it was just, it was just unnerving. I was, I was uncomfortable the entire time watching this. Yeah, that's good. I was like, the hair was standing up on my arms. Like, I was just like, oh my God, that's good. what's that, about to happen? That is great. I have a question. I will if it's okay, I want to take everybody's temperature. Uh, if you had to describe your feelings during the climactic moment of this movie uh-huh. with Robert De Niro. Yes. Uh, right after the gunshot is fired, you got one word to describe how you felt. I gasped. I was like, fuck. I, I, I said, I gasped and said, oh my God. I and everybody was, around me. I knew me, it was coming. We did, I was but like, it was. Just... Sure, but how did you feel? How did it feel when that happened to you? It was Honestly, very upsetting to me. I, I kind of was like, I, I guess maybe for me, I was watching the movie going, I, I know you're going to murder him. Like, even the whole, you know, he he set the stage like he was going to kill himself. I knew he wasn't going to kill mm-hmm. himself. Then he read the line, my my life is worth. And I was like, you're not going to kill yourself. You're going to kill De Niro. 
I'm not gonna lie. I just kind of was like, thank you for getting like that. That and the Bruce Wayne part were the two parts of the film that I was like, I really wish could have gone. I wish he didn't kill Robert De Niro. But I think that's you know he's going to, and that's I knew he was going to. But that's the tension that's building. And then when it happens, the way that it plays on the four shot with everybody that's in on screen, and it just happens, and there's no cutting. You just see it yeah. the way. Hey, do you guys know who R. Bud Dwyer is? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. But I want to know how you feel. Very fucking disturbing uh, if you Google <laughs> that shit. Just we're, I'm just putting that trigger Dwyer. warning. If you, okay. it looks exactly like that yes. in this movie. Yes. If you, if it's you, the same. Even the sound it triggered. Well, I was hold like, on, oh talk to me. Context. No. Context. <laughs> I'm just saying, people out there, if you're Martin googling the Bud Dwyer, like you're gonna see some pictures that are really disturbing. We got to hear from. And it's real. It's not fake. Um, I was definitely Dwight. disturbed from when he walked on set and kissed the woman like for a really long time. Yeah. Was she supposed yeah. to be like Dr. Ruth? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't mean. yeah. But yeah, I was just disturbed that entire time. I knew it was coming though. Yeah. And like that tension just keeps building and building. It's hard to watch. I felt my heart beating fast. And after yeah. it happened, I was like kind of short of breath. It, it was very viscerally upsetting it to upset me. It upset me. Our, our Bud Dwyer, he was basically this politician from uh, Pennsylvania. He had been accused of some crimes that he insisted he was innocent of. Uh-huh. He called a press conference and he, he shot himself like, in the head during a press conference. He read conference. a statement and oh, then wow. shot himself in the head yeah, on so camera. You can see the video. It's oh, horrible. Yeah. And I would say... I've seen stills of it. I've never watched the video. I've seen the video. It's it's very, very hard to what watch. What made you want to watch that? I have. I mean, there's a morbid curiosity about death that I have. I, I'm terrified of dying. So I think so every now and then I kind of go on these deep dives I, I to, try to, to try to yeah. figure out, like, what is it going to be like when I die? And that's one of the rare occurrences where you can just see somebody go through it all right there. And it's really, it's really hard to watch. And I got the same feeling when I watch this movie because... Everything about the way that they depict it is just. And but instead of shooting himself, he shoots someone yeah, else. Yeah, but it, the the physical the, the physicality of De Niro, what he does, mm-hmm. the way that everybody reacts in the room, the way that it's shot as if we're watching it on TV because mm-hmm. we are in the theater, mm-hmm. and that's I thought that was the moment the movie got the most right because it's horrifying. Yeah, I mean, there's a way to shoot that where it's. It's not horrifying. As I was gasping and saying, oh, my God, everyone sitting around me seemed really unaffected. Yeah. And that was like, obviously, a very well, stark they contrast. They might have been in shock, would... you know, because it, it got it was very quiet in my theater as well. I, but I didn't take it like people were OK with this because they were very interactive with a lot of other moments. I took I think I think it shocked a lot of people. You I, know, think I think that it was you a feel it coming. Moment. And I felt like something bad was going to happen. But mm. like. Seeing him getting shot in the face was a whole other thing. Yeah, that was crazy. Even seeing the way that, and this, I mean, Phoenix is incredible in this movie. We haven't said that, but he's so good. And the way that he's so antsy and like his performance there made me feel, it just, it made me feel so bad. Dancing behind the curtain. I I like like, that. Oh, I like the dancing. The dancing is I liked it because (laughs) when he puts that. You know, obviously, after the initial murder, the three guys, I mean, when he puts that makeup on, he's, he's in the shit. He's a different dude. He's a different dude. Like, he went from, you know, being, you know, skittish and, mm-hmm. un, un, and laughing, and then he's now this confident. Yeah. Person, he, when know. he's on the show, he's so, he yeah. stands up straight. He's so smiley. He's almost mm-hmm. like flirty. There's, yeah. a, there's a sexuality to the performance, which is, is so electric to watch and also feels so right for the character. I think it's interesting when, when you look at just the makeup, it's you lose him in it. Like you don't even know who he is. That's so true. Which I think is really neat when you watch the film. Like 
when you watch him with the makeup on, he truly is someone completely different. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, just, uh, oh man, I you guys are kind of blowing my mind. I'm not going to lie, y'all are blowing my mind, man. Or maybe like, I'm, I'm like, saying that I don't like the movie. or something. Like, I liked maybe, it a lot, but I, I still I liked have, it, but I, but I, it makes me have feelings. Yeah, yeah. It okay, feels like okay. a movie I'm going to have a hard time rewatching. And so, I do plan to rewatch it. Because I, I, I went with someone that's not into this kind of stuff, and she was very like, uh, you owe me a romantic comedy after this. Yeah, like you know, you I, I tried to warn movies. you. Yeah, like I tried to warn you. Not and this did. is not. I, I'm gonna tell you. And I was worried about that because you told me it was violent, which yeah. is fine. It wasn't that. She said this movie was disturbing from frame one. Mm. This movie was from the first second. This movie was hard to watch. Man, I no t- matter even because you know it was actually less violent than I thought it was. Right. I mean, Same. what one, two, three, four. Five, six, implied, how many, how many implied scenes? seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what, what? Four people actually murdered on screen. You know what I mean? Or five? What? I don't know the number right off the right. top of my head. When you but say like, implied seven, which one is that? The you one have, at the end. You have the Not one Zazzy at the end. Beats, right? I. That's implied. You didn't that's see it. That's implied too. It's implied. He didn't dance after. I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't get that that's, until I read it online. But that's. I think that's so interesting. I, no, I, it was implied, and I was like, "Did he kill her? What happened?" I, th- I thought so too. My wife actually pointed out to me. She was like, "No, I don't think she. Ki- I don't think he killed her because he didn't dance." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, interesting." Because he yeah. definitely has that that Pavlovian response of of the dancing. It's yeah. like he's he doesn't know yeah. how to feel the the joy that he's experiencing. No, right. I'm just implying with. Implying what someone else implied. Right, 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 right. Like, right, right. you know, this movie was disturbing to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From I, no, the I, beginning to the end. It was an uncomfortable film. You See, what's crazy to me is there's films that I look like. Okay, so I, I keep bringing up this film, Good mm-hmm. Time, mm-hmm. and it's for a reason, man. Like, Good Time is a movie that's going to be hard for me to ever watch again. I, the, the, the whole scene of the guy falling off the building... Like, that didn't bother me so it much. It fucks with like I like it fucks with me. Like I sometimes I I'll like videos, that's that's like my weak spot. Like any video of like somebody falling off a big ass building, that shit fucks with me hard, bro. Yeah. And and that happens in good time, right? It's in the trailer. Like you see a piece of it in the trailer. Like there was there was something about there was a certain frequency and certain colors in that film that is it just it was just very unsettling the entire time. I was more disturbed by Good Time than I was this, and nobody, really? and only what one person died. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I was really? very much, very much because to me this is Good Time is way more of a tangible story in terms of like the, the I look Joker is like a, all right man this shit this is too out of control like this is I I don't see this being this is not normal behavior. You understand what I'm saying? And this is not reaction to, this is not a normal reaction to behavior. This is an anomaly. This is how we get serial. I wouldn't even say serial killers. This is more like a school shooter profile. You know what I'm saying? Like, which happens, you know, which happens very frequently. It's not an anomaly anymore. So what's more frequent to me is somebody that obsessive person that is constantly like, Digging holes and fucking everybody else up in the in in the tsunami. You understand what I'm saying? You're like that's of, scary to of, me. Where are we talking about? Good time. Yeah, Connie. Connie's character mm-hmm. to me is way more of a prop. Like he's more, he's more, it's more of a common problem than 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 that of the Joker. To in my opinion, like the like I'm not saying it's like Joker's wrong, man. Like he's a like Arthur Fleck is a fucked up guy, but these are. I found myself being angry at, at Connie, but not at Arthur. 
I wasn't mm. angry at Arthur. I'm scared. I of was Arthur. scared of him. I wasn't scared of Connie. Connie's he, not scary. He he the, the idea of who he is because this is a regular person that can fuck up your life. Like when you see what happened with the little teenage girl and shit like that. Like yo, he fucked up her. It's like he fucked up her life, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was very and, disturbed uh, by their interactions. Yes, but I wasn't scared of him. I I understand what you're saying. Like so, you were just menacing. Like I the was Joker mad was at menacing. him. I was like this fucking guy. Like this right. fucking guy. Right. See, I, I guess my 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 clock must be off, man, because I I just watched Joker for what it was, man. Um, but I understand. I don't think that that's, I think you're being hard on yourself because I don't I don't I think your experience is your experience, and if you see something totally different than we saw, then that's fine. Well, so I mean, we're you, also, you don't have to come around to our experience. It's perfectly fine for you to have your own. Right. Our job is also we're being hyper analytical. It, did it disturb me? No, because I've seen plenty of disturbing shit. Right. Like I, I, I moved on with my life. But right. I mean, as we describe it, yeah, it's it's you know when we dive into the weeds because we're you know kind of movie critics. We're kind of not just much right. people like movies. And, and to give you, and to give you more context about my reaction when I when I am watching thrillers and horror movies, I am not scared by things that are not plausible. I am very much scared by things that are plausible. Right. So watching watching Nightmare on Elm Street. At four years old, yeah, it's fucking scary. But as an adult, I'm like, ah, oh, this is a this is a clever concept. I like how they executed it or whatever, right? right. But like watching Halloween, Halloween's fucking scary that's to me. Yeah, watching crazy. Red Dragon or Manhunter, that's fucking scary yeah, to me because scary, it because yeah. it's a plausible scenario. Right. So those are the things that scare me. So watching right. Arthur Fleck and knowing that he is so grounded in realism as a departure from how we've previously seen the um, Joker depicted, mm-hmm. right. he's scarier to me in this movie. I mean, I'm obviously not afraid but in terms of how i feel about that character that person as a real person yeah. is scary to me whereas i'm yeah. looking at connie and i'm like he's a fuck boy i feel the same <laughs> yeah. it's the halloween thing like i said earlier like i'm not upset at anybody dressing up like heath ledger's joker i think i've dressed up as heath ledger's joker i dressed up as this joker last year and i you know i didn't know who he was yet but like if i see somebody out in public wearing this get up you and lakeith stanfield i'm con- <laughs> i'm concerned at that person's outlook. Do you know what I'm saying? Are you that they're idolizing this character? But the interesting thing is, I mean, when did the Joker become this, you know, my comic book aficionados, like, you know, growing up as a kid with Tim Burton, it was always a, it, it's more comical. Literally. It's a, it's the villain who dresses like a clown. Mm -hmm. We're now after Heath Ledger, it represents this like psychopath who embraces chaos and, that seems to be this common thread of like that started. The jo- the when did the Joker becomes this scary menace? It, that, it's, it depends know. on who's writing them at what yeah. time. I mean, like there's I, stuff right. I never on, read like, from the, the original. Ages, I never stuff. read the original Joker comics, but it's like it seems like. Well, it, see, that's that's a thing. Yeah. There's not it, Batman yeah. has been around for so long, dude. Yeah. There's so many different takes. Yeah. I mean, but there's I, th- I think the '80s is when it writers started exploring like what if this was a real a, a real a, a serial killer yeah. type guy yeah it's to, like yeah. to be fair with with the nolan character and with this one like they're mm. grounded in realism and that makes all the difference in the world very much but, and I mean, you even, have to make it a real person but even you know i i i will never mention this again but it's because we're talking about jared leto is He's a caricature. He, I literally he, forgot he played the Joker until right now. I, mean, I, actually, I actually liked his makeup for everyone that yeah. hated you know, him. Too. I like the makeup. Even yeah. though he was a little more on the comical side, it was still implied that he was like a psychopath. 
Mm-hmm. Like it was still implied that he's yeah, like. Yeah, we this, also had like I'm supernatural Egyptian. I'm thinking about what's yeah, he got. The what's vibe <laughs> is, it's the tone, man. You know, but like I, I think back. You know, my earliest memories of the Joker are obviously Jack Nicholson, but then we had the Batman the animated series, even the Mark Hamill. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mark Hamill, which is like, haha, I'm gonna steal an ice cream truck and we're gonna do. Yeah, like, see, I don't like that Joker. <laughs> or I like this even Joker. the what's, what's the TV show? The Cheesy t- says I don't like it. Yeah, yeah well, you <laughs> know. what about the TV show guy, the the one where was like pow and bang, like oh, uh, you know, Cesar Romero. Yeah. Yeah, and then now Zoink. the Joker is like this psychopath. There's room right. for there's room for all interpretations. I mean, I yeah. think there's a huge a huge moat between this and the and the Ledger Joker because Ledger Joker is like you still don't understand what his motivations. Yeah, are. he's the he and he's funny. He's likable. He's charismatic because that's the tone of those movies. Is like yeah, serious but like also a good time. Yeah. This movie is not a good time. You're not but supposed you know to feel what? good when you. But leave. I will say right. this. Yeah. I told Treasy this. If you had just somehow at the end put up a, a a sign that said this was the prequel to Ledger's Joker, I'd be like, okay, cool. I would have accepted that. I would have accepted that if they if you had somehow surprised me at the end and said this movie is actually part of the Nolan universe, I would have been okay with that. Well, uh, Ledger's Joker seems way smarter. Yeah, Ledger's I'm. Joker <laughs> is a super genius. It's also twenty years later, technically. Well, no, I'm, I'm saying in terms of fifteen just, years later. I get that, but in his in his he seems smarter. I mean, yeah, there's a popular fan theory as well. I, I, I'm here, guys, in case you didn't know, I'm going to talk about popular fan theories today. <laughs> um, that, like, the Ledger Joker is, like, ex-military. Like, mm-hmm. he was, like, an intelligence guy who went crazy. And that's why he's so good at, uh, like, interrogation tactics. And when they have him in the room, hmm. he, like, gives up nothing. And he's able to run people around all over the place. That he's, mm-hmm. like, a, a genius strategist. Um, but I, I love the take of ledger's joker that it literally gave you nothing and literally said there i mean that 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 quote that i love so much is like some people just want to watch the world burn like it literally is like yo there are people out here who Mm -hmm. just want to fuck the world i think that that carries over into this one too because he said that he didn't have the same his his vendetta against Mm -hmm. he's like he says i don't believe in anything yeah yeah he doesn't he doesn't which is very much you know, you talked about earlier, like being scary. There are people that operate like that in this world. Yeah, they, but he has no literally con- just want to fuck shit up. He has no connection to the people that are following mm-hmm. him. Like, right? He's I a like whole ass Charles Manson out here. I love here. that <laughs> about yeah. the movie. Yeah. That I love that he because that's the thing. This Joker is not smart. Mm-mm. He's dumb. I mean, he's he makes terrible choices. He has no clue how to act in his own self interest. And I like that. Because of the the political and social climate of the time, he mm-hmm. by circumstance ends up inspiring this whole thing that is not even really about him, mm-hmm. but it is. But that scene at the end, that the way they edited it, the way they shot it, when he's on, he's you know obviously on the car, he's on the car, it does the blood it, smile? Yeah, I mean, it was so good. It is, it is, yeah. good. and I, what I like about it is that. They don't understand who he is, and he doesn't understand who they are. Can we, can not we talk the about how Joaquin Phoenix is acting with his body this entire movie? Oh, I don't yeah. know if you guys remember in Midsummer, I was like, I like it when people act with their bodies, and how like Pele was like signaling all these things with his movement. Mm-hmm. The way he was contorting himself, mm-hmm. and how real, like, and real thin and frail he is the entire time. He's just he's just fucking sitting there trying to untie his shoes, right? And my skin is yeah, crawling. Yeah. Well, he also lost fifty plus pounds. Yeah. Well, I know yeah, that, but yeah. he's still he's. 
Yeah, he's, there's, there's, he's thin, yeah. but he's also like there's still moving. cinema with what he was doing. Yeah, right? he's uh-huh. he's still acting with his body. He's still yeah, doing yeah. he's still doing a thing with his body that is he's intentionally trying to make you feel away. Yeah. And I really, honestly, I don't. We don't know where the Oscar noms are going to land, but like he deserves one. This seems yeah. like a strong this possibility is, for a nomination. Uh, so, and I, you know where else I also see? I also see one in sound design too. Mm. I see a nom for sound. I design see score possibly score, a very cello heavy yeah. score. So, so, yeah. so the question, the question, the question: this performance or Ledger's performance? Who? Yeah, Ledger. I'm not I interested think. in comparing. Really. Not me either. There, what? Yeah, I, I would, You're not interested I'm with in you with that, but I do. I enjoy Ledger a lot. Ledger, but. Ledger is a total break from anything that had come before, and this yeah. is very much built off of that. So if yeah. you just if you just using that as a metric, but I mean, but they're very different. What do you think, Martin? Martin looks perturbed over there. I mean, I just I don't I don't like comparing it because you know it feels cheap. This I'm joke has y'all, way man. way. <laughs> This joke has way more screen time than Legends yeah. joke. Yeah. I'm gonna be and honest. Way, way more depth more, too. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna be honest. I thought we was gonna come in here and have fun with this shit. Y'all, y'all Bro, killing my were, vibe. Y'all killing my vibe. I watched a, I watched an amazing fucking film that, it, that all I mean, I the, the last, the I, last I, one's a great I can film. remember watching where two hours of my life felt like yo, this was completely fucking worth it, bro. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit back and chill, man. Y'all killing me. So crazy. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know if you are I'm totally separating the art itself from how it made me feel I felt like it was executed pretty well but like I said I don't know what I'm supposed to take away from it so like that is weird for me but in terms of like the acting the cinematography the scoring it's all good the writing's good it's good it's a good film it's put together well like yeah I mean that's I'm not taking anything away from the art itself. I'm yeah. telling you how it made me fucking feel. Right. Okay. I'm. Just, I'm. Y'all. Y'all drive the boat here, man. I'm cool, man. I'm just, I just want to hear what y'all thinks at this point because well, I'm confused you, about how question. I'm supposed to be feeling. I just think why are you Ledger... confused about how you were supposed to feel? Yo, I know how I'm supposed to feel. Yo, I had a great time. I feel like the fucking Joker. The cool. the crazy like why y'all talking? Why y'all are talking? Like I just want to laugh uncontrollably because I'm like the last line in the film to me sums it up. Yo, you're not gonna get it, yo. You're just not going to get it. Yo, the shit is funny to me. It ain't going to be funny to you. Like, you're I not going to get question. it. I have a question. Yep. So. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I, yo, I, I want to laugh uncontrolled. When y'all talking with, yo, with the midget, and, excuse me, the little guy that couldn't, that couldn't, get, yo, that was <laughs> funny guy. as fuck. I appreciate bro. you correcting yourself. There is a tone that you're adopting right now that is not dissimilar from what the DC fanboys are saying online. <laughs> oh, and okay. I respect you so much more than that, but I'm just like, it's interesting to draw that line. Yeah. Don't get hurt just because we're, we're shining an introspective light on the movie. Yeah, but well, do you do you think this conversation about is it problematic? Is it like going to inspire incels or shooters or whatnot? Do I you think, think that could. do you think that should overshadow the actual film? Because I feel like I feel, are we, are I feel we like that's about, what it is doing. Like this conversation, I feel not like that's this a conversation, fair but the conversation around the film that overshadows I, the actual film. I think a lot of people that are less interested in talking about movies. Are yes, they're allowing yeah. the social context to totally overpower the art. I think here we're doing a pretty good job of balancing that. Yeah, but right. to to your point, like, what did Birth of a Nation do? It's a, the original one, not Nate Parker's. Oh, yeah. But like, what did Birth of a Nation do? How did what was it, the impact of that? How did what was the butterfly effect from that? Yeah, movie? people were extremely dumb back then, though. 
They're not. They're not any less dumb yeah. now. Uh, yeah, but there was like a lot more dumb people. Like, now, you know, you weren't there. Uh, uh, yeah, but if that if that <laughs> film affected how they felt about black people, they were fucking stupid. Yeah. Well, you might I mean, have people that never met black people and saw that. It was like, oh, that's what black yeah, people are like. No, it inspired them. The they, yeah, so they I'm saying felt, people are stupid. They would they have felt, already felt that way. Yeah, they already felt yeah. that way and it made them feel empowered. I don't think exactly. that the situation now is different. Oh, but okay, I think, yeah, this you. is the same mean, thing now. where this people who already feel like, yo, I'm at my wits end. I'm about to take a gun and run up on a, a building full of people. It gave them a plausible. It gave yes. them, so Birth of a Nation gave them a plausible way to handle their feelings. They felt like their way of life was changing, that they were being displaced and they needed somebody to blame it on. And so this, that movie just gave them the empowerment to say like, okay, we can terrorize these people. We can celebrate it. So, uh, it doesn't have that much of a stretch here. I I think it's a similar phenomenon. I hope, I hope that it doesn't have the same level of impact. So do you guys, you guys feel like this is going to incite more violence? I, I think it could. But I don't think that's any reason to censor the movie, and that's not the responsibility of Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix or anyone else that worked I also, on it. I agree with that too. I, I do. I do think it's interesting to examine the tone with which they portray this stuff, and that's mostly what I'm concerned with: is what is what do they really feel about it? Mm. Especially Todd Phillips, I guess. I'm I'm like less interested in Joaquin Phoenix's perspective. Like I, I just I think he seems pretty clearly to believe that this guy's terrible. But though it's the camera, it's the way that we were shown. I, I just don't. I don't see how we're not supposed to see that he is terrible. I don't even know why that's a question. Because at the end, Treasy, there are people who see the Joker up on the car and they feel good. They're like, yes, he got away. You know, no, well, that could be it. I think there's people that rejoice in being seen, like he said. You know, I I, I think there's people that like um that want their perspective heard. In terms of like, yo, like I, I, I've been oppressed or I've been marginalized my life. And like, you know, and, th- you know, it's just, it's like going viral, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, people go viral for dumb ass things. It's just for attention. Right. <laughs> they feel like they're like their perspective may be being seen through this character. But, but when that you're doesn't invisible, mean all you want is to be seen. Yeah. But that's no it's no different than like, yo, it's. It's kind of already happening. How much so liberal media like, do you consume? I'm just very curious. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know what's liberal and what's not, bro. Okay, I really to be don't. fair, so like, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. What am I, I think, saying? I, I hear what you're saying about people responding to something and needing to be seen, right? But those and that that people can be invisible and they thrive on that attention. No, and they don't care what kind of attention it is; they just want it. Right. What I think you may be underestimating is how large of a faction of the population feels that way. No. And I'm constantly hearing about these communities of people who feel this way, who may identify with this character. I'm constantly hearing about them. I don't know them. I don't I don't go out of my way to engage them, but I don't think they're made up. Yeah. I don't think they're fake. No, I don't I don't think so, but I also don't think that they are reserved for just the conservative space no I, I'm, I'm i'm not saying that either what i'm saying is the liberal media is who's telling you that they exist the conservative media is not talking to you about them that's why i'm asking you that i, I think oh. part and parcel to this is todd phillips made some some pretty uh yes he he was basically like yo the the radical left is just as bad as a radical right yes radical left is trying to shut my movie down which there are definitely people who are 
Yeah, that's the law of polarity. But that's not what I'm trying to do with this conversation. Me either. I, and I, he he said something to the effect of, "I don't want to make comedies anymore because people are too sensitive." And then he makes this, yeah. and I'm like, "Wow, that's an interesting choice." Well, uh, th- th- to to me, you know what? I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna salute Todd Phillips then right now because I feel like. He's making some very bold choices. He's no, he's making some no, very bold choices. I, yeah. And then, and, like, but and, what's funny is I'm drawing back to what Chandler said about you and the fanboys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is yeah. basically an Instagram comment about yeah. <laughs> Joker right now. Yeah, but it's uh, to me, it's just a Paul. Like to I'm, me, it's making a mockery of people that do things for attention, and it's like it's is it a mockery of them. Yes, you think so. To me, it is. Okay. This guy's a bozo. I, I, I hope that that's the intended. I hope that that's how people feel about it. I hope that every time I see a fight video or anytime I see any half the shit that goes viral, I I hope this is not where the future is going. But I also I, I have the discernment to be like, yo, these people just want attention. Every time I see a twerk video, every time I see a whatever that video, it's is like a social currency. Yes, so that, that, so that can turn into actual currency. Yeah, so, so that's how they want it. People are going to connect with it. Yes, yes, stupid ass people are going to connect with it that yeah. want attention. But yo, you open up your phone, it's the same shit. I'm <laughs> with you. I'm with that? you on that read. I'm with you on. That. Yeah, I. I the the whole thing is I don't know if other people are reading it that. Way. It's like the people who would watch Breaking Bad. And every week, Walt would do something worse and worse and worse. And they would just be like, yeah, get him, Walt. Kill as many people as you can. And I'm like, y'all are misread. The whole thing is a tragedy. Yeah. It's supposed to be upsetting. You're not supposed to look at it and smile. And and, be inspired. And do the Citizen Kane clap where you stand up. Shout out to El Camino this week. Right. Yeah, El Camino soon to hit Netflix. But mostly. and So maybe this is just where the points defer for me and for everybody else. I don't know. Yes, people are stupid, but I think I think even the representation of how much we think is stupid is really a small portion. I don't think I don't think people think this is the answer to anything like I I, I don't think I don't think the, the relative population that matters thinks that this is an answer to anything to turn into the Joker. I don't think that I just don't like like like. Like uh, Takashi six nine, you know I don't even want to bring his fucking name up, but yo, <laughs> but yo, how many have you seen? But hey, have no, you, I don't know if you listen. heard this. He actually knows who did kill uh, Bruce and Martha Wayne. <laughs> wow, <laughs> but but listen, have you seen anybody with rainbow hair pop up since he's been gone, with a bunch of tattoos on his face? I mean, there's already a bunch of people like that. But yeah, yeah. But, but have you seen? Have you seen? I'm glad it was you and not me. But listen, but they, it already existed, yeah, right? Have you seen existed. a spike in it since he's existed? Well, I don't know. I can keep up with that. A spike? Yeah, I don't know. I'm so far removed from that that segment of the culture. Like, I don't know. This is what I'm trying but to, to tell be fair, you. I'm also far removed from people who I think would identify with this character and champion mm-hmm. it. I'm very far from them too. So I think, but, so, that, but I am aware that they exist. So here's the thing. I think, I think there's other things that they're that in the film that we need to kind of take heed to um, how much media is involved with this. You know, we kept hearing this thing about the super rats and the city is so disgusting. And it was like this constant commentary that's happened. I just feel like all of this is just a reflection of real life. We get these messaging and then we're, t- we, we think that this is a, such a big fucking issue and it's really fucking it's just one stupid guy and then he i mean i'm so frustrated right now bro i think your your frustration i think that you think we disagree with you more than we do 
I because I feel you, and I I think this movie is astounding and courageous for how much it commits to taking a comic book property, right. doing it R rated, and making it super upsetting, very disturbing, and just like no fun at all. The movie is not fun, and it, it would be easy to make a fun Joker movie, oh. and and Todd Phillips does not do that, and I think that's so brave. See, See, that's, that's what a Jared Leto picture would have been. It would have been a fun Joker movie. That's what yes, we defer. Exactly. To me, the movie was fun. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, it wow. was fun. Oh, was oh, fun. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh. oh, we're kind of movie critics. We're kind of, <laughs> uh, we're kind of sorry. We're kind of not a bunch of people that like to watch. Well, I, just, I, I just want to reiterate my position and echo what, what Chandler said. I don't. I think this movie should exist, though. I'm not saying that it shouldn't exist because of the potential damage that it can do. I don't right. think the movie is responsible for other people. I don't think that. Yeah. But I think it's interesting to see who identifies with what, who who sees themselves in 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 who in this movie. Right. Um. I did. Did you notice like they were positioning Thomas Wayne as like we don't say his name because he's Voldemort, but forty five, and how they had like the right. the characters caricatures of him that look like Agent Orange. Right. So I was like, okay, I see what we're doing here. We're signaling that this is how these people feel about him. Yeah. But the but the people who would champion him in real life are the same ones who are causing the chaos. The I would people who would champion him in real life are the ones that are causing the chaos. The poor okay. white people. What, what was yeah. also interesting is classically in the past, Thomas Wayne has always been a, a good guy. A good, like, yeah. I'm trying right. to save the city. Yeah, that's another fun inversion. Yeah. Yeah, he don't become he, a billionaire but, without being a dickhead. Though. Yeah, but in all the other iterations, he was always seen as a, a, a very good person. Why like, is he right. not a good person in this one? What did he do that signaled that he wasn't his, a good person? His, his elitist attitude? Yeah. yeah. yeah his, he never elitist. had that in the other one. He always was seen as more philanthropist. Like yeah, it's a tragedy that he's killed before his time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. In every other version of but the story, I think in his, I think his, in his own estimation of himself in this movie, he's still that other person that's projected mm-hmm. in the other. Movies. Yeah, but I mean, it's just like, maybe we're seeing him different. But, but the but movie, like, the movie clearly paints. Let's let's not be cute about it. It mm-hmm. definitely paints him as a negative figure. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying that it doesn't. What I'm saying is that. How how we feel about him in the previous movies is how he the character still sees himself. Yeah, but that's the that's what that's the take. Like, yeah, obviously that's yeah. the take here. But I think that. he's more realistic in this movie that people who move in circles. I like think that, it's a yes. unique. That's how they behave. Interpretation of it. I mean, in the past, he cleaned up the city. Like he was yeah. known as the guy who cleaned up Gotham. But even even in the and Nolan he was movies, tragically murdered. Even in the yeah. Nolan movies, there's the in the first one at least there's the Narrows, which yeah. is like the the people who he they couldn't help right. Yeah, and yeah. but there is a, still a scene where Thomas Wayne is like, "See, those are the people, son, that I'm trying to help. That yeah, we need to help them." Rebuild the city's corrupt and rah, rah. Does anybody know what Wayne Industries actually does? Does anybody know? <laughs> yeah, they pharmaceuticals. They, they're yeah. those. They're, they're the company bread, that does everything that fucks bread. us up as people. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you obviously felt a tone that he was kind of. I'm gonna be honest. I feel, I feel like we kind of need that, right? Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like. See, okay, so to me nuance is a real thing right and like people always talk about black and white but there's way more grayscale right than there is the definitive 255 value and the zero value of black and white right Mm -hmm. there's a lot more grayscale in between and i feel like when you talk about superhero it has this connotation of um protagonist for the people and when you talk about uh, you know um 
villain or antagonist. It has this context of not for the people. And I, and I think it's okay to kind of like to make them human that, beings. Yeah, to make it human. Yeah, to because be, we're all flawed. Yeah, just because this motherfucker's a billionaire don't mean he ain't a piece of shit. He and he be, he became a super billionaire of Gotham by fucking leeching off the the, the you know well, by fucking guess, the people. My point is that this is the first time you've seen yeah. a more yeah. realistic Yeah, and well, this is that. this is kind of what you know. Yeah, I think this is a it needs to be a cautionary tale to some people. Yeah. Like, yo, there is people that get fucked over, and we can't like. But this has been you this know, is a thing. I, this I idea is new for. Time. Thomas Wayne, but like this is not a a new archetype. I mean, this is what Tony Stark is in the beginning of Iron Man. Okay, you know what I'm saying? The billionaire who's maybe not the greatest dude. Like right. that's a thing that's been around. It this movie, it, like Corey's saying, it, it this is a fun twist. We're like, okay, well, what if like yes, Thomas Wayne, but actually Donald Trump. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Um, what did you guys switching gears a little bit? What did you guys think about Penny Fleck? What do you think was the actual truth? I think he was adopted, and yeah, was, I think that. There, so there you think no... that she was mentally ill, and those things in her in her packet are the truth? Yeah. yeah. So then, what does that say about Arthur? He he's condemning someone who is like him, who is mentally ill, and expecting them to be better than he is. I think that cognitive dissonance is exactly the kind of thing that makes him a bad guy. You know what I mean? I mean, he's he's exactly he complains about stuff that he doesn't really understand and then goes to murder people that he he's projecting his own issues onto. So, so fair. Mm. What do you think that's commenting on? I think I think it's commenting on the fact that people who might do things like this, they need someone to blame. Yes, and that they don't have a a clear picture of reality because he didn't he doesn't really understand he didn't have any memory of what happened to him he right. didn't have a memory of those things yeah. which made me question then like if he doesn't have a memory of those things did they really happen and he he said I I don't know if I even exist and now I know I do so I'm like hmm what what happened there did it actually happen or is it what she said is she sane or is she crazy I think that she she's I think that I there's think no reason Bruce to Wayne's doubt. Brother. There's no reason to doubt the the validity of the medical documents that he obtains. I think that's the whole point of that. It's a plot device, is to be like, here's facts that are outside of our unreliable narrator's point of view. And so at that point, you're supposed to see like this fantasy that Arthur has crafted for himself. Yeah, it's but just I, that. There's also a theory that like the Wayne family is yeah. powerful enough to like. I was gonna segue that. Do you think yeah, so? Yeah. yeah, the yeah. Wayne family is powerful enough to make it seemed like she's the crazy one. Right. And, and she's out there going, no, I'm really not crazy. And, you and just manipulated the world around me right. to that, make it seem like I am. And there was nothing in her behavior up to that point that would indicate that she was insane. Really? She's naked in the tub. <laughs> um, what are you talking what are you about? Sp- you're supposed to be in a tub naked, Chandler. Wait, you're 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 supposed supposed you take, take a clothes baths. You take a clothes baths. Everyone's not weird about nudity, and you know your parents. Your weird. parents might get old enough that you might have to help them bathe if they can't get their hands above. She their doesn't head. seem that old. Francis I, Conroy I, I, is the oldest person ever. <laughs> She's never been young. Might be the I've never seen ever. her young. To oh, her, and, on, her and Morgan Freeman are buddies. But I think to piggyback on what Martin said, though, is that a lot of this film is very vague, and you don't know quite what to believe. And that so maybe that's part of the interesting. That, that, the part of this film is that you, we aren't going to know. Yeah, we're not going to know. He doesn't know. But, yeah, here, yeah, but yeah. here's here's what I took out of that: his obsession with Bruce Wayne. 
and Batman. That's like to me, it's like all these things could be debatable. But all I learned about were all of Joker's idiosyncrasies, mm-hmm. why he dances, why he laughs uncontrollably, why he's obsessed with Batman. That's all I came out of it. Like, OK, I understand the Joker more, Which the character loved, of the Joker more. I love the uncontrollable laughter aspect. Yeah, I that thought was that was really so clever and smart and interesting and they and put, well acted because I felt yeah. like in the moments where he was laughing, he really wanted to cry. Yeah. And when, he couldn't cry. He could only laugh because the, that's what was expected of him. The mm. scene in the trailer where he he's walking around the corner and he's laughing very cackly. Yeah. And then he stops. Oh, that was. That, that was man, I remember seeing it in, in the, the theater. Trailer. I was like, oh. You saw that in the trailer that you didn't like, too. You remember? Yeah, I knew that would come up. <laughs> yeah. I just said that. You were saving that. I just said that, honestly, the trailer didn't move me. But I never said that I didn't think it was going to be a bad film. Right. So okay, moving on. And then we know why he, gives, <laughs> you know, he, get, he gave out the card. So it's like, oh, maybe this was part yeah. of his thing. Like every like everything about the Joker, even the callback at the end when he was in the police car. And it's kind of like the same frame where Joker's hanging out of the cop car in mm-hmm. Dark Knight. Like it was yeah. just so many like callbacks to things that I was just like, oh, I just thought it was clever how they tied everything in in a two hour film and it's like I understand this character which just pops out of the fucking blue in every other Batman movie mm-hmm. and he's just a person and we're just enthralled by his fucking performance it's like it get, it, it just it gives it gravity yeah. Yeah, it gives, well just know. talking as like a comic book person though and Martin I want to know what you think about this like where we get to in this movie is not what I would traditionally refer to as the Joker and that's not a negative but this feels like very much its own thing like I can't really see this version of Joker as he is at the end here, like going up against Batman. I think he would just get whooped because Batman is smart and this guy is not. Well, I think it would take him a lot of years to get get to that point. Maybe time for this little boy to age into Robert Pattinson. (laughs) (laughs) But I could see that. I really could. If you said this was the prequel to Ledger, I would be like, great. I get it. I'm gonna be honest. I, I would accept that in my life. I don't. I, I don't think that. this is gonna be a standalone. I, yeah. I think. I think they're going to. I, I feel like DC would be dumb if they didn't try to build on. Oh, this. they're going to try to, but Phoenix wouldn't sign unless it was a one picture deal. And the reason that he didn't take Doctor Strange from Marvel is because they wouldn't give him a one picture deal. Sure. Now he has said that he's talked with Todd Phillips and about what could happen, but I, I think that. It's not impossible. It seems. So, like. so do we well, think no, that I'm a Robert saying... Pattinson version of Batman is going to be just as grounded in reality? No, no. no. Matt Reeves is going to do something more stylized for sure, especially because we're coming out of two like realistic Batman. DC's drunk at the wheel. Like every film from this point on, I think I so, Lizzie. Everything is so. everything's filmmaker driven for them now, yeah. though, and that's yeah. which is good because we've gotten like Wonder Woman, which is yeah. good, and I like Shazam, and I think this is cool. I They're all so, so different. I think so, and I'll tell you why. This movie is very going to be very successful. I, I well not. Not just that I'm looking at Robert Pattinson's career. Mm-hmm. I feel like he kind of did this, you he know, did, the he big characters. He, he did it. that. He's into this space now where it's like if he can't be a character or something that has some, you know, some sort of like grounded basis. I, I'm just not. It doesn't. It doesn't inspire I don't think me. That, I don't think Robert Pattinson 
And just to, to, to piggyback off of what you're saying, he doesn't seem to just be showing up for a check. Yeah, nope, not he at all. He wants to make art. Yep. So, but art can still be like stylized and comic booky. Yeah, I, yeah. it can. But I, I think it's going to be way more grounded. I don't think he wants to be Ben Affleck 2.0. I don't think he wants. I don't think, yeah. I don't think so. Either. But I think Ben Affleck. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember the press for the Batman v Superman, but they went around saying, "Oh, this is the most gritty, realistic Batman you've ever seen." Yeah, they were wrong. That's always the pitch. Although I do like, I pitch every time. I, I do uh, like his more the best, than more but. than Dark Knight. They said they well, that was the, but that yes. was the first one because they because like, they were like oh well, this Batman he kills people <laughs> which he does <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's pretty weird um, but I think I mean if I don't know if you know anything about like the rumored uh, details from Matt Reeves outline but it's gonna like involve like a lot of uh, the Rogues Gallery for Batman and I don't I, even know what that is. So Rogue like, Gallery is like bad guys. Asylum was something yes. like that. And then they got Jonah Hill. Yeah. Is and they're fucking either, with him about money. Yeah, yeah he's uh, either supposed to play the Penguin or I the Riddler. Was, I think he's the Riddler. But they he makes both, way more sense as a THR Penguin. said both. I don't know. He's I'm always yeah. skinny nowadays. Huh? He'd be skinny nowadays. But he's not tall. Oh, yeah. Okay. You don't have to be yeah. tall. To be and and Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito had on a fat suit. That made him completely round like oh, Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> so, yeah, I, could, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just didn't know. I didn't he know. He looked like Humpty Dumpty. I didn't know. You didn't know that he I wasn't shaped that like a fucking egg? Too. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. He's always wearing big baggy clothes, that, that, that elusive guy. He'd be like, you got a big old butt and little teeny legs over there. <laughs> um... But yeah, I think I think there I think all of this is to throw the scent off. That's what I think. I think all of this is to lower ex- people's expectations. So I don't think Jonah. Hill, I mean, Jonah Hill wants a check, but I don't think he's. I mean, I don't. Yeah, know. I don't. I don't think he's just he showing up for a check either. Too. Yeah, he's ta- he's taken uh, like he took SAG scale for uh, for the for, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, for the Wolf of Wall yeah, Street. Right. Yeah, he got sixty G's. For and that. he killed that. Yeah. He so did. he's not he's not just money hungry. I think he doesn't because I'm sure that when you sign a big contract at Warner Brothers, unless you're Joaquin Phoenix, who's being specifically courted by Todd Phillips for this like supporting villain role. Yeah. I'm sure he's like, look, I'm not gonna sign this like contract that's gonna really tie me up for the next 10 years unless I get what I want. Right. So that doesn't mean that he won't show up for another movie. That just means he's not committing himself to the franchise because if he gets the next script and it sucks, he can pass on it. Yeah, sure. And and, and I don't think Todd Phillips is committing himself to the franchise. No, no, I think he and Phoenix both were like, look, this is, we're going to do this one thing and like, we're not slave to anybody. I think we're jumping ahead though because like Marvel is out here making franchises. Yeah. DC has proven that you can make one movie and just walk away from it. Yeah. I, I I would be okay if you if the next Joker movie is just a completely but, different but, Joker. Yeah, so would I. But because I think you've established that that's what they do. Yeah, but, but I, I, think but they, I think I think they I, want to. They just I think been yeah. Able to. I think they want to create. I think they want to carve out the MCU, but do it their own way. And I and I think like. I don't think they want to do that anymore. I think they because let they that go. Justice League, the Justice League, they failed, and now you got all these vastly different takes. On yeah, everything. but maybe their version of it is okay. We're just gonna do gritty shit and like, and they're one off gritties. But that's not really true either, though, because like Birds of Prey, you've seen the trailer yeah. for that. That's not gritty at all. Shazam is not gritty. Aquaman Fuck. is not gritty. Right. Wonder Woman is not gritty. You're right. All right. It's yeah. filmmaker they're driven. Drunk what at the doing. wheel. Yeah, you're right. They're I'm, not. I'm drunk. Telling they don't you. have any leadership now. Though. They they let um they let Kevin Sujihara left. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeff Johns is not the chair for the the uh, DC films anymore. Like they're just like, okay, we'll sign whoever. You got your Todd Phillips. You got a cool eighties exactly. Scorsese Joker flick. Sure, here's your money. I think they're mm-hmm. literally doing that. They're making just one film at a time because yep. they make money. Right, but like they're not Marvel. Marvel's printing money. Marvel like, Marvel had it figured out from the jump, and yeah. they got Kevin Feige, which is 
he's the real yeah. hot commodity. Right. Um, okay. Well, <laughs> moving on. Is there anything we kind of covered a lot in that like I got something. Yeah, Joaquin talk. Phoenix, he's not that old, but when he's skinny, he looks like so much older than he is. He's only yeah. 44. So I want to include He you looks like 60. Oh, let me God. let me tell you something about oh, white people. Literally. When he thinks <laughs> No, 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 you're right. But when he oh, when when Thomas Wayne is like I'm not your dad. Joke. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> clearly he's not your dad. Y'all are the same mm, age. Yeah. Here's an avocado or banana joke. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, it's, yeah. Your shirt yeah. kind of look like an avocado. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing uh, about you. And then he's he, he's putting his, you know, he's a character actor, man. Yeah. So he's fluctuating. Well, if you see him in and, interviews like now, he looks fine because he's plumped up a little bit. He oh, just looks okay. like a shriveled, like prune yeah, he <laughs> looks as bad. a joker. He I looks- just love his run in this movie because it's like there's no way he could run like that in real yeah, life. It's like, oh, <laughs> he'd be clapping. He said uh he said that he learned this whole new physicality when he lost the weight. Like he was like, Yeah, your body just doesn't move the same. And that that kind of is what made him do the whole weird. You can't listeners can't see me. I'm doing like yeah. a very provocative dance right now. Yeah. Um, but like I'm that that losing the weight is what kind of gave him that whole new physicality, which it works. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, he doesn't look like a normal dude at all. No, it's really it's really dope. I I, I, I go ahead. Oh my bad. One other small detail I like is he put like a lot of comedians in this movie. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. uh, Brian Collin has yep. a scene. Um, mm-hmm. Greer Barnes, the black Gary dude. Mm-hmm. From, yeah. uh, Mark Maron. <laughs> Chris yeah, Mark Red's Maron. in it too. Yep. Like he's like introducing where, him at the uh, comedy. Red? I didn't even see him. He was he had like the little fro and he was introducing him at the uh, comedy club. Oh, but it was club. like a, it was like a, a like it was a, like out of focus. It was a wide you shot. couldn't uh-huh. really see like his face that clearly, but that was Chris Red. So the scene in the comedy club, I felt was. That was obvious that ZZ Zizi, whatever her name is. Zazi? Zazi, ZZ Beats. Oh, you haven't mastered her name yet? I haven't mastered her. I thought she was your type. Yeah, she is my type. Okay. Zazi Beats. Zazi Beats. I believe it's Zazi. I looked it up. I don't think it's Zazi. I think it's Zazi. That's when I knew that she she wasn't there. I, I kind of yeah. caught that early. I yeah. thought it would be odd that I, I, she would be it's there. It's kind of lame when the movie. To me we, I know, when the there. movie gives you, like, hey, and she wasn't here for this time. That's the only thing, this time. That's the only thing <laughs> to me it didn't need. That's the only thing it didn't need yeah, to me no, was that, that was little, little flashback. Very heavy handed. You know, I was I like, didn't oh. mind it, but I, I just felt like the comedy could, because, like, she was the only one laughing. <laughs> right. She didn't have a name either. Oh, she she's credited a name in the um. He never called her by a name. They name never say her name. He didn't. Go Which kind of just anything. makes it easier to parse out that she's not like real in his life because mm-hmm. yeah, she's not really a person, and you don't see any development of their relationship. Mm-hmm. But I I liked it. That felt very taxi driver to me too. If you follow the read that I have, that uh-huh. is a lot of the movie is. So what was very taxi driver was the whole putting yeah, the head putting to the, the finger yeah. and that's how Travis Bickle went out. Um did you did anybody catch the precinct seven five call back? So you know, in apparently in Brooklyn in like the seventies and eighties, there was like a very corrupt precinct called precinct uh precinct seventy five in Brooklyn. And that was when they pulled him out of the Cop car, it's at Precinct 75. Oh, so I caught, yeah. So that was I, a I, nice I, little Easter egg. Yeah, I felt like the movie did, it, it had a couple of those in there, man. And I wish I'd have wrote them down as I was, uh, as we were, you know, I was watching the film, but I was just enjoying it so fucking. I wanted to see it a second time before I came up here, man. Yeah, but I, you didn't go. 
Yeah, I didn't go. But you didn't go the time you were supposed to go, so that doesn't matter. No, um, yeah, exactly. Wasn't motivated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. um, Even though I fucking texted you. Any, yeah, I know. Sorry. Ooh, he wasn't motivated <laughs> yeah, by the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to go in, any Anywhere else you guys want to crush my soul in this Joker thing, man? Cause, Bro, I don't, why are your feelings so hurt, homie? Because I really just thought we were going to come in here and laugh it up. I really <laughs> did. I'd laugh it up. I was like, there's no I way did, in hell. I did, la- I did, la- I did laugh at the end yeah. when it was like, yeah, you know, this bullshit. And it was like, do, 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 do. And had like the freeze frame oh like yeah they put up the board for interrupting the television yeah like oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I was about to say that's life right? I was probably the only person that laughed in the theater oh yeah I, yeah, yeah, I, I work yeah working in TV it's like hey yeah. Yeah. they took a long time to get that slate up yeah I know. especially because Mark as soon as he like, said they he let him do a whole speech before they they went to commercial <laughs> so much is, blood pour out of the back of De Niro's head yeah <laughs> and Mark Maron like tried to cut it off before it started and like oh I think that, like, so I actually think that's a, a commentary on media as well because it's like the third for ratings, yes. like, this yeah, going? because De Niro clearly is, or Murray Franklin yeah. is like, he's it is a good interview. Yeah. We gotta keep this going. We got a guy who's admitting to and, murder and, and, here, and his producer is telling him all this is gonna go terribly fucking yeah, bad, and he, and he's like, hey, you shouldn't come out here looking like that yeah. because people are gonna think you identify with this particular group and blah 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 blah, yeah. and um, the host's like, nah 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 nah, we can sell it, we can sell it, <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, bad the, idea. To me, the majority <laughs> of the bad. film was a commentary on media because. You know, media is what took it out of hand. It was this guy in a clown costume, and then you know, and then the clown thing became. To me, the whole thing was like a commentary on media and just how it, it's manipulated and how it creates problems more than it it really. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it, you know. Okay, so I'm not disagreeing with you. This is me just really listening to you. Okay, got you. So, <laughs> so it's like even with the school shooting stuff, right? Like the one that everybody, the first one that everybody really remembers is Columbine, right? Nobody talks about Jonesboro, Arkansas. That happened like six months before Columbine to me, which was way more crazier because it was like it was middle school and it was some kids in middle school that pulled a fire alarm and took took like hunting rifles and hit across the street and shot people when they came out for a fire drill. Like, but nobody remembers that because it didn't get the same amount of coverage as Columbine. Then Columbine comes along and then it's like they they tapered to like, oh, Eminem and Marilyn Manson and all the and then it just it, it becomes like a pop culture phenomenon, these school shootings. And then now it just it just seems like the, the byproduct of it is, is that it's happening everywhere. And nobody talks about Jonesboro. That was to me crazier than Columbine. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, but it's all media sensationalized. So then you have copycats. You got people that want to. Could it that, possibly be that because they happen so close together that people were like, "Oh shit, this is a thing." I mean, but but they're happening close together now, and we're and we're we're still counting everything. Like it was even less. It was even more scarce back then. You know, so I, I know, so, which is why I'm saying why the second one hits as hard because it's like, oh shit, this is not an anomaly. This is a thing. I just because I remember how badly there was a, a freak out at my school. I just think that it happened at a time where, again, like Marilyn Manson was popular, Eminem was popular. So it was like it was like a culmination of things for it to circulate in the media. Just it became a circus. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the West or, Memphis like, Three. It was the same thing. They tried to blame like music and and posters and all that good stuff right but but to me is it's a commentary on media as well you know what i mean and how because and then the other thing too is that like you know we talked about it the first set of murders or the first set of people getting killed on the train we watched it we understood what happened right but then it hit media and and thomas wayne is like you know these people they're they're these bad people and it's like but no you 
like you took the whole situation out of context because you weren't there. And it, it turns into like it turns into a classism thing when it really wasn't that it was some douchey fucking Wall Street guys that harassed the guy who had a fucking gun and he defended himself. I mean, but there's also it's, Thomas Wayne in the movie is spinning that because he's trying to get real or elected for mayor. Exactly. But the spinning of that yeah. create, it was, div, it was divisive. Well, that's, you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Movie, I mean, it has a lot to say. It has a little bit to say about a lot of things and I don't yeah. know how effective it really all is. I mean, cause also, and I know we really got to like end this show, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I don't know if the plot of this movie is especially, uh, entertaining i mean really the main thrust of the plot other than the the first act which is like arthur has a real bad day right and then after that it's this whole thing about is he batman's brother which is like not a great idea and i mean it it's entertaining enough to watch but like is the story of this film memorable no it's the character journey that is i i think it's exceptional writing i think this movie has exceptional i don't think it's plotted especially well um, I don't. I don't know that I agree with that. But yeah, like I, I like. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where you gather that, and I don't. I just I don't, don't, I don't know. I think you. the whole the fact that the whole thing is predicated on like this this very nerdy like is the Joker Batman's brother question. I think it's. I don't think like, the whole thing is, is predicated he, on that. I think it's prestidigitation. <laughs> like if we're gonna believe that. That the Waynes were good people and that they didn't Isn't do press, this. What is prestidigitation? Isn't that like teleportation or something? What does that mean? <laughs> Prestidigitation. Presto changeo. Presto. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't know what that means. <laughs> you used a ten dollar word on me. I mean, I I don't know. I think we're all feeling fatigued. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like you know. <laughs> no, I know the feeling that I have is when air gets sucked out of your joy. <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. I think, do you, you want to talk about the funny parts real quick? What made you laugh? I know. I, I, I don't be, because because uh, you're not going to get it. The <laughs> hospital. The hospital when like the gun fell out. That kind of made me. Laugh. Oh, hilarious! No, I definitely yes. fucking laughed at that. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. But it's I felt like that was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a part, part of my act. He did that little dance to try to cover it up. Like, <laughs> and then it just cuts to the yeah. next scene. Yeah. yeah, man. It's a lot of shit. It was a lot of moments like that to I me, man. I felt bad for him in that moment, too, because his gig seemed like it was going so well. Yeah. He had had a bad gig, and this one was yeah. going so well. Yeah, right. and he, he feels so at home, and he's really doing like what he loves. Yeah. And- and that was take, it was taken from him, man. Yeah, Yo, it was taken from him. It was Chandler. taken from him. His, the the, his joy, I mean, his joy in that the, in he that brought job. a gun to the hospital. Children's hospital. He almost got fired for getting his head bashed in with a sign, man. And it, it, bro, uh, you got to uh, find a locker to stow that gun away in. Dog. Yeah, bringing a gun to a he had it in his pocket is a clear decision. Well, we we said that the guy the guy's a fucking idiot. We knew that, but I know. But you're saying like that it's you're taking away his agency, like. It was taken from no, him. No, no, no. I'm talking, but no, his job was even, we, we got to look at the root, right? The root of it was he was attacked, right? On his job, yeah. right? And that that turned into a, a thing that it didn't need to turn into. It turned into a guy giving him a gun and then framing him like, oh, he was trying to buy a gun from me. It turned into his boss being on his ass about a situation. You know what I'm saying? It turned into like, you know, it turned into him I don't know, man. It's just like that incident. I feel what you're saying. Like it, 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 it felt like he was robbed. It comp. He was he it, it, to to a certain degree. He he was manipulated into that space to a certain degree, man. Like 
and he was dumb enough to allow himself to be manipulated. Like when he. Um, yeah, sorry about that, listeners. We had some technical difficulties and uh, I stripped Corey of his mic now because uh, he's a piece of shit and he can't defend himself now. So uh, anyway, there was a whole passionate discussion about uh, Joker um, that happened off mic and I'm completely lost steam. So guys, let's just go ahead and sign up now. Anyway, guys, we call ourselves kind of movie critics because we kind of are and we're kind of not. We're just a bunch of people that like to watch movies. I like to watch them at least. This has been an On Ear Network production.